Detroit. Age Age of Wonders is my favorite turn based strategy series. Oh, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) I've never played that game. (laughs) I'm overreacting. I think that's my new thing from now Hey there, welcome to The Horrible Show, the video game podcast for HorribleNight.com. I'm your host, Justin Lacey, Gamertag J-Devil. It is Wednesday, November 30th, 2011, and joining me tonight, we've got the full crew back for the first time in a while, actually. Cole Monroe, how's it going? Hey, we're going to talk about video games. I'm ready. Do it. Ethan Moses. Pizza party! Justin Gifford. I like video games. And possibly Josh Lee. Pizza games. I think you just got confused. Yo, Noid. <laughs> That's, is there any other pizza games? Didn't Shoney's have something? <laughs> Shoney's better have made a free game. Denny's Shoney's needs a video has, game. Shoney's has pizza? Denny's has pizza? Where am I going with this? I don't know. Oh, I thought, is that not a pizza place? I thought that was their <laughs> No, Shoney's is like a Denny's place. Oh, it's like Paparosa? Showbiz pizza. Their buffet one time, one time. Yeah, Showbiz pizza. They can get a I've never actually been in a Shoney's. I've seen the sign. It's Denny's, ah. basically. Did it open it's, up your mind? It's like a more racist Denny's, if that's possible. <laughs> I, I had steak there once. At Denny's? Yeah, it was bad. You make bad decisions. At Denny's? Yeah, it was awful. You had that so grilled cheese that has the cheese sticks on it? Dude, oh, that's awesome. It's good. Their cheese fries are pretty good, too. Yeah. No, no, they're no slouch at the 4 a.m. appetizers. I quit a job one time when I was eating at a Denny's. <laughs> I'm sure that place is full of uh, life affirming moments for some yeah. people. <laughs> Pretty sure Ethan was there when I did it too. I may have been. We were both working at Denny's at that time. <laughs> anyway, tonight uh, our topic at hand is our new series called "You're Playing It Wrong," which focuses on uh, games and game genres that uh, were st- strategically incapable of being good at so we're gonna go through some genres here and ask for assistance from the crew at hand and try to figure out uh which advice advice giver is giving the best advice even if they're lying to us so uh we'll be interested to know what kind of what game genres you struggle with uh at the end if you want to reach out to the horrible show uh via our contact form on horriblenight.com we'd like to hear from you um, but before we do all that, we will dive into our game industry shout-outs where everybody has picked a game industry topic that has had their attention in the past week. Then I'll warm us up with an on-the-spot question that'll blow these guys' minds, and hopefully yours at home, and it probably won't. So I'm sorry, ahead of time. And then we'll do our main topic discussion uh, and wrap up the show with HorribleNight.com updates. Take a little bit of a break before coming back for our off-the-topic off-topic threesomes of the week discussion. So let's get rolling. Cole Monroe, good to have you back. Tell me what's up in the game industry. Well, I was listening to a few of our old podcasts today, and I believe on the recap of October headlines, you, Mr. Lacey, and Josh of JoshLee.com fame were kind of talking crap about Nintendo. Well, let me just say this. The 3DS sales are up 325% in 
since November sixth. No, th- no thanks to me. Do you have a chart? Yes. Okay. Half half a million Wii systems were sold on Black Friday, the most ever, which is insane. Uh, Skyward Sword sold five hundred thousand copies, and Super Mario Land th- or three D Land sold five hundred thousand copies. Hey Cole. Yeah. If we were doing a video cast, I would be making a certain gesture at you, um, which indicates slow jerk. So what? Yeah, it's probably the slow jerk. <laughs> Nintendo, I'm just saying. Nintendo does need some defense, and I was I was happy to see the the 3DS bounce back a little bit. Five hundred thousand sales, really? That, that's what I'm. What that's fucking the, day? That's what. Yeah, I'm, and that's the only sales you're gonna have until December. You know what? You know what makes me think? Wow, five hundred thousand idiots. <laughs> I'm not defending the people who are buying this system. I'm just saying they're doing okay. Also, the 3DS has outsold the DS, and it's for don't they lo- Don't they lose money every 3DS they sell? For the first time in their console history, <laughs> they've done that, but yeah. I'm just throwing that out. <laughs> okay, it's not good enough! Hey, do you remember how many touchpads sold when that thing was announced at, like to be 100, 100 bucks? Like, All does it mean it's a good product? Jeez, just hate. <laughs> no, just you, know, you can, re- okay. you can reprogram the touchpad. <laughs> you're really you're making the argument for the touchpad over Nintendo right now. Uh huh. Uh huh. A dead in the water product. <laughs> Why is everyone so mean to it? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Hey, I didn't call Nintendo a dead in the water product. That was you. Okay, I, I How guess about I swallow before you talk. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> Finish your dinner before you podcast. <laughs> um, is this a pizza party? No, I just want to know: <laughs> Did I miss where we drew drew character cards because? Ethan is no longer the asshole on the show. It's it's J- Justin and Josh. <laughs> Everybody else. Oh, I'm going to have to try harder now. You can't take <laughs> <get> my job. <laughs> but actually, but <laughs> my, uh, my reaction to the 500,000 Zelda purchases was that number doesn't really do anything compared in a month where you're talking Skyrim, Modern Warfare 3 numbers. And 500,000, you know... Versus nine million pre-orders. Just I don't. That's on one day. I mean, I mean, granted, that's not like I said, Modern Warfare, like you said, Modern Warfare numbers, but that's pretty good for a Nintendo game. One day. Yeah, I mean, they said it was the highest. Battlefield, we got what fifteen million copies sold. Yeah, but those, those aren't like traditional games. Like everybody plays those. Frat boys play them. You know, those guys play those games. Those guys don't play Zelda. I thought that was the the whole uh, uh, like appeal of Nintendo was everybody can play Nintendo like your grandma can play Nintendo, but those cool guys don't play Nintendo. And they did say they did say it was like the the best day best one day sales for a Zelda game ever or something along those lines. Yeah. So um, I, it's just it's just interesting the comparison of those numbers and you know that's probably enough for Nintendo to like you know to keep on going. It's just they're their figures don't have to uh, match Activision's, I guess. Dude, I don't. I'm not. I'm kind of joking, you know, when I'm talking the shit about Nintendo. I, I and I don't think th- I don't think this changes anything. And if and if anything, it kind of makes it worse. Like every time they get these huge bumps in sales, um, and this was because of. I mean, th- it was the biggest Black Friday and Cyber Monday stuff like ever. I mean, this was you know there were tons of records being set all over the place with sales, and Nintendo, you know, was riding that wave partially. The other thing was, I mean, they did have there were some like you know crazy you know cheap deals on the things. 
I, I don't know where the hell that many people you know were hiding that didn't already have a Wii. That's um, true. But but this is maybe bad because here's all this cash, and then Nintendo is still going to do nothing with it though. It's not like it's not like mm-hmm. they're you know go oh hey look so you know this is successful let's use our successes to further the biz- the industry and the business and our whatever and they just they'll just continue their shitty ancient you know strategies and i don't think so i, I, mean, think, I, I, I think they're going to i, gonna, think, I, I don't think, think Lacey, what path. do you have to back up that position that's what i want to know you say i don't think so but what i was about Nintendo's to tell you ex- oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, said, no, I don't i don't think this this year matters. The only the only thing that can matter is like the install base for the 3ds and whether that continues to succeed. Nintendo's next story is waiting on the the Wii U to be written because it wasn't on the success of Skyward Sword or not. The only thing possible, big news wise, would be if that game sucked and didn't sell. Like that that could have been a major news story, but it doing okay or better than okay, it doesn't really mean very much. But hang on a second, it's a Zelda game. So, like, if it doesn't do fucking awesome, that would be... I, I think that's a failure on Nintendo's part. Who the fuck is the Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they've... I don't know. I think they've revised their expectations being at the end of the Wii's life cycle. Like, they're not... There's not been a lot of talk about or hyping up trying to get that game to, to sell out or anything anything along along those lines. But... Yeah, I mean, look. I mean, just look at the uh, like advertising for that. Like, have you seen any that many TV commercials for it or anything just, like that? Just, just way too much Robin Williams online. I, yeah. I haven't, but I don't watch a lot of Nickelodeon. <laughs> I realized that the other day. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You don't see all the too cool toy commercials anymore. Yeah. Anyway, um, good Nintendo argument. Let's uh, let's let's keep the anger going, Josh. Oh, man, I, I could <laughs> bitch about them all day. And you I have, do. You have a new enemy, though. It looks like. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Are we getting into that now? That's what? that was. Yeah, all right. That was my so, attempt to. Hey, was that a segue of some sort? This is what happens when you don't tell Lacey you set him up for a segue. He tries to do one, and then nobody recognizes it. Now I'm just being ass. Okay. Um, I'm not hating on the Connect right now. I'm about to say something here. I'm actually saying, good job, Microsoft. I know I've I bitched about it a few weeks back. Um, yeah, as I said before, I've been testing the Kinect for some work stuff, and um, it was failing all the tests. <laughs> and uh, so, but I've still got it hooked up, and I've got it um, currently. It's in my home, so um, I had it hooked up uh, this weekend. Was another round of um, babysitting um, some of uh, Kylie's nephews and nieces. Uh, this time, we had an eight-year-old boy who really loves video games. <clears throat> so, you babysit uh, kids? That fucking scares the shit out of me. <laughs> they don't listen to the podcast. Hey, when we're not, when I'm not around you guys, I'm real nice. <laughs> <laughs> Josh has a beard. He looks harmless. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's I don't know. Sometimes some people with beards don't look so harmless. You mean like me? I don't know. I I'm looking at a picture of you right now, and you don't have a beard, so oh. it looks that. That looks harmless. With a beard, you could look like, I don't know, some creepy... Next, next weekend, you'll see me. I might look scary. So, okay, so, connect. Um, so, we got the eight-year-old, right? And he's he's playing um, 
I'm going through. I've got the PS3 uh, going, and I've got them playing some different games like Rampage, World Tour, Horde. Um, these are going well, and these are uh, games that uh, all three of us could play. And uh, Kylie was kind of done playing games. I was kind of tired of stuff, and and this kid is full of energy, and he he just does not stop. And I'm like, okay, I got to get him into some something where he can move around. And uh, I sort of hook up the Wii, and um. And I went, wait, wait a minute, the Kinect is sitting right here. Oh, my God, he can jump in front of this thing, you know, for an hour, probably, and get tired. So I hooked up, uh, let's see, Connect Adventures is what I popped in first. Uh, then we also did the, the the Dance Central 2 demo. So, um, oh, my God, finally, I get it. I finally get it. The Connect is for kids. Because kids play games... As you guys know, totally differently than adults. I have no desire to stand in front of the TV and repeat the same motion eight times while the shitty technology tries to catch up and figure out exactly what I'm doing. Kids don't care about that. And they'll just <laughs> continue to do the same repetitive thing a hundred times over and again because the reward for them is, while it's very simple and not very rewarding for us, for them it's a big payoff when the character on the screen does what they do. And What's man, this us you talk about this us like adults. Like I like to move in front of the screen. I love Ethan, to do that. Ethan I like, like to play Pac-Man for that matter. Ethan like that's much repetitive shit. Yeah, no, I feel okay. like a child. Well, that's not okay. No, Gifford, that's not uh, rep, the repetition of that. You're getting to be wrong there. I'm not just talking about repetitive things in general. I'm talking about that act, particular activity with the connect. And Ethan, you're saying let's like saying like. You know, I, I really love pizza. Therefore, I'm okay with Totinos. Like, I love Totinos. There's a big difference <laughs> between Totinos and like, <laughs> your audience here. <laughs> Dude, Totinos are delicious. All right, before we expand on our Connect debate, it's worth bringing up a Gifford shout out too. Okay, so I would not have thought of this were it not for Josh Lee. Um, and this is not talking shit too much. But I've been playing Halo <clears throat> Combat Advanced uh, Anniversary Edition, which has Kinect integration. Now, th there's actually a lot of Kinect integration, which I haven't used. But at first, I was screaming at it. Like, I was trying to use it. And I, um, cover your ears if you have sensitive ears. But I was like... We lost them a while back. Scanning! <laughs> and it would work. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But... You know, my fiance would stick her head around the corner and be like, are you okay? <laughs> um, but it turns out you can use, like, I can speak in this tone of voice and be like, scan. And it starts working. And they can say, stop scanning. Or a flashlight. Um, and it, in conversational tone of voice, and those are commands that you really sort of have to take your hands away especially like you're fighting the flood you have to take your hands away from the weapon switch button which is pretty critical um so being able to do stuff like flashlight or um that that's handy now the grenade reaction time is pretty bad and uh it has the bad habit of if there are two people talking at the same time of throwing a grenade but dude this is a game this is a, an adult game where i can say hey do this while I'm in the middle of combat, and it will do it. And it's uh, basically an, an immediate reaction at conversational tone of voice. And I thought that was pretty impressive. Now, I've been 
fairly pleased with the Connect overall. I wish there were more adult games for it. Um, not just integration, but like grown-up games. But clearly, I love Fruit Ninja Connect. But this is the first integration I've tried with it. And I've been very pleased with it. Uh, because the scanning is not... It, it's an addition to the original game. I have no idea what it does. <laughs> but I, I can say it. I haven't even bothered to look into it. But you scan all the new stuff, like all the enemy types, whatever. So it's handy. Same thing with the flashlight. Actually, the light on and it turns, or flashlight or something, it turns on. I think the the voice recognition still remains like the the most subtle addition to connect that I I was actually interested in, and I think will have the most use going forward outside of even just the games. But um, I guess the challenge I want to throw out is I still don't think the definition is whether or not connect is who, who it's for. I don't think it revolves around kids. I still think it's still, I've had more success with non gamers, like non-traditional gamers um, than just kids. Like, yeah, it's a big hit with the family, but uh, I have a lot of, but I think Cole's witnessed this. We've had a lot of fun with uh, dance central and well, yeah, at at that party we were all at, I had Carrie, who's sort of a gamer. My friend, Aaron, who's as far as I know, doesn't play video games at all. Mm Mm-hmm. She had a blast using the Connect. So I think there's that there's that side too, Josh. I wouldn't I wouldn't argue like yeah. these games aren't for for us, Ethan. <laughs> but um, mean? I think it's it's wider than just kids and like monkeys and chimpanzees. I think the chimpanzee market is is just one that's not being <laughs> taken you know taken into account here. That, I think there's because they speak ASL. What? Yeah, they can sign language. Yeah. 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 I think uh, their skeletal structure might screw up the connect, though. Their arms. I just want to see a monkey do dance central. Is that is that too much to ask? <laughs> that is in not this too world. Much to... A monkey. It, it needs to be wearing a tuxedo. I don't. I don't think Nintendo and Donkey Kong would let that happen. <sighs> you know what? Donkey, Donkey Kong was a gorilla. Donkey Konga connect. What about like a lemur? Will never happen. The... But the tech, we're talking about, you know, some simple kind of voice recognition stuff and like, like how cool that is or whatever. I mean, that is not some kind of, that's not space age technology, you know, and and it it still is neatly integrated. Well, yeah, it was worthwhile. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, it it was, it was nicely integrated. Yeah, it is optional, but it it is a serious benefit in, in terms of gameplay. Yeah, and, and some people probably feel that way. I still, you know, it's it'll never be as fast as just hitting a button. Anything you ever say, or you know, or any any of the voice command stuff. It, if I can do two things at once, one while hitting the button, or not, or more importantly, not taking my finger off of a button and getting it to do something else, be, that's a big benefit, especially be, in fast switch games. I'll be curious to see Gifford if you use the voice commands in Mass Effect 3, because they've demoed that a lot. Yeah. And, uh, I, but, but I, yeah, will re- I will report on that. Josh, I don't, I just, I don't know what leap it's going to take to regain my interest. Like, um, you know, when you look at games like, is it Steel Battalion? Is that the, the big mech game that is... Uh, I'm, well, I'm waiting to see. They, they're actually integrating the controller and Kinect. And I'm waiting. Right. Like, it's... I, I I'm still curious to see some people try some new stuff. I I haven't played Gun Gunstringer yet, but um, that's that's the only game out there that's halfway interested me. But um, there are also rumors flying this week um, just about the next version of Connect and its ability to track like um, lip move lip and eye movement. 
to that precision. And yeah. uh, so I, this is still a baby step for this technology and um, it's getting it in people's living rooms and it's not completely broken that I don't think it's really turning, turning people off for good uh, like some other technology, but um, I don't, it hasn't made its impact yet. I'd it's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, and you know, the, like the the Fruit Ninja stuff or the Dance Central, um, I like what you were saying. I absolutely get the the market for that. And no, it's not just kids; it's non gamers and 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 gamers alike. But every time they integrate something like what they, looks like they're doing with Steel Battalion, to me, it looks gimmicky. It's the kind of thing I would never ever use. Um, I you know, it's like, I, and I try this stuff. I try all this stuff. You know, I try the Wii stuff, the motion crap, and like it's all. I, I have no desire to do any of those things in a tr- in traditional style games. Yeah, I have so no desire you, to u- integrate that stuff. I think we're mostly on the same page as far as 3D. Would you group this in the same gimmicky as 3D, or because I agree with you, it can be gimmicky. Uh, no, I, well, no, no. 3D is is way worse. 3D's way worse because I think I think 3D is gonna be you'll see something terrible happen with that at some point I think because there's just too many people that um that like, was... I, don't, I don't think it'll ever just get integrated into like everything maybe the gaming side of 3D would um would could push it forward I guess but I still don't if until it goes glasses free and it's optional but it's there with every single game and it doesn't add extra costs or any of that stuff until that point then you know you you're not going to see a wide adoption but but this is something totally different i think this is this is like the evolution of what nintendo hit on with the wii with yep. like you know here here's how we get other people to here's how we get widen the audience it's all about getting you know selling more units how do we get grandma to buy the thing and that and that kind of stuff and but hey at least so, i have other games to play on my 360 <laughs> right yeah, yeah well, i mean that's this, the, this is almost this is almost like Hey, we Nintendo hit upon something. The rest of the industry is trying to figure it out, like so we can really do something with it. As opposed to 3D, where it's like, hey, t- you have a bunch of manufacturers who really want to do this, it, despite the fact that the uh, consumers are sort of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of kind of moved on, and we're waiting for the next iteration of that stuff. But um, Ethan, let's go to your shout out. Uh, okay. it's me it's ethan so uh bobby uh bobby k was talking some shiz nazzle um (laughs) about (laughs) star wars that game that's coming out and um what game you know uh knights of the old republic something stupid (laughs) something sounds stupid he wouldn't talk shit about knights of the old republic he's talking about the old republic yeah there are same, knights same, in there. Same fucking thing. Who cares? Star Wars is dead, friends. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's kind of, kind of. I thought it was funny. I picked this news uh, article because everybody was talking about it. it. It was really just kind of a stupid little like, oh, I don't think you're very cool type article. Um, but essentially, he said the only person that's really going to make any money, which is probably 100 <laughs> true on this, is um, George Lucas because <laughs> of licensing fees. Um, and that makes sense. I don't know really why he needed to say that. It just kind of makes him look like a like a little dick face. But uh, that's cool. Um, you know, people these I love this EA Activision just banter back and forth. They look like such little vaginas. You know, like tiny little vaginas. And, uh, and you know what? Vaginas, 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 vaginas is a good thing. Let's say they're they're like tiny, not little tiny ones, 
not tiny ones. Tiny, Big. horrible looking ones with tentacles coming out of them. That's what I these mean, guys look like, right? Ooh. Now. <laughs> Good dude. Ooh. Yeah. Where did you even see, see those? <laughs> Space Japan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, yeah. Tentacles. Yeah. Oh, I won't man. go into detail on that one. But uh, but yeah. Well, I, I think <laughs> I think he's just kind of saying what everyone's kind of thinking. I think it goes without saying, though. I don't really think this game is going to do much. Um, I think somebody had it estimated that like 3 million people are going to go from World of Warcraft over to this game, and uh, I, I don't see that happening because Star Wars sucks. Um, I, I could feel I'm just kidding. Side. How come you guys were so argumentative the whole time, and then I say a bunch of outrageous things and no one even wants to argue with me? Because yours, I thought you were serious. Are all correct. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, first, can I, can I kind of correct some of the details of your story? <laughs> No. Uh, we're not concerned okay. about details. All right, fine. No, actually, the interesting part was EA's been taking all the shots at Activision, and Activision really hasn't been... They'll kind of attack back, but they won't issue the first blow, and this was kind of random for Kodak to even say anything Kodak about... shot first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, he was just basically saying that LucasArts is going to get all the money and not EA, and it, it was just... It was kind of a, I don't know, a non a non-headline, but because it's Kodak and Activision striking first, um, it, it got some attention. But uh, no, I think so much attention. That's almost a headline in and of itself. I, I, I think it's almost like it's funny to see some of these pop up because who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like, really, who gives a shit? It's like if you put Modern Warfare or, or Battlefield or anyone that's related to those into a news article, it could be like, Oh, EA decided that they were all going to poop their pants today, and everybody would follow that. Like, it's insane. <laughs> Did you just watch Billy Madison? Yeah, well, that's how I talk every day. Moving on to my final shout-out here. Um, I did download Serious Sam 3 this weekend. Um, was very excited about that game. I haven't put much time into it, but I did play enough to run into my first kamikaze bomber guy. And just his scream alone just it it took me back and i couldn't be happier with my purchase and i realized that in the middle of his first scream that just serious sam is brilliant and it couldn't be i don't know it couldn't be released at a better time for me i don't think like it's just it's so old school and so perfect um i i i love it and old school how old school like talked about it but old school from the Basically picking up where Doom left off from insurmountable odds and just ridiculous ridiculous weapons and ridiculous survival scenarios of trying to kill everything on screen, and it just gets worse and worse and worse, and um, it gets better and better because of that. How's the quality of the jibs? Is it oh, bloody? It is bloody. And like the fact that you have melee kills for like every every enemy type at least the ones i've run across so far and they're all the the melee kills are useful and bloody as hell especially um against the the nars the guy the big bulky cyclops dudes where you rip their eyeball out of their socket and then you can throw the gossamer looking things that's violent yeah Yeah. it it's surprisingly violent because i don't i did not associate that with the original i didn't associate gore and just like and and that type of like jib jib violence with the original serious Sam. I just ex- I 
attribute like lots of gun, lots of ammos, and lots of enemies to Serious Sam as fast so, as possible. And this is a side scroller. No, this is first person shooter. I I, I down. That sounds exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick this up after the holidays. Yeah, I I I almost no time. I almost waited because it's definitely you know it's not a contender by any means, but it was just I was coming off of uh, I was coming off of playing a lot of Skyrim and uh, the Old Republic and um, what else was I playing? Saints Row. did some mindless shooting. Saints oh yes, Row. Saints Row is that. But yeah. Saints Row, I was like just plowing through the story, and I just I just took a break and just shot shit, and it was it was. It was all I dreamed it could be. So. Therapeutic. Yep. So check out Serious Sam 3 BFE. On the spot question this this week, fellas, is what game genre needs comeback? And go ahead and call it a comeback if you need to. Gifford. Uh, this is no surprise coming from me. It's air and space combat games. <clears throat> And I don't mean the overhead 1942, 1943 style, because there's still plenty of that going out, going around. Those have kind of actually those shmups have kind of come back. They they really have. I think tablets have a lot to do with that. But I mean, free space descent, uh, tacky on the fringe, uh, Star Wars, um, Tie Fighter. those need to come back, and especially having done, and we still have Ace Combat. We've got Tom Clancy's Hawks. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, out of those, outside of those two, what is there? Uh, not a whole lot. There's that one level on Halo Reach, which was <laughs> which was sweet. I was upset that there weren't more levels like that, but outside of that, the, there's nothing. I mean, we got Battlefield Three. I haven't played it, so I don't know how the air combat is. I've heard it's. Uh, has a high learning curve, which means I could probably kill a lot of people if I get to a jet. I think we need a Snoopy's Flying Ace Knight. I'm down. <laughs> but, yeah, there's not a whole lot of air slash space, you know, aerial combat stuff, and that needs to come back, uh, especially with, frankly, the graphics advances, because uh, we, we haven't seen a lot of high-quality stuff in, like, a decade. There's, so. still, there's still a lot of... There's, like, those... You know the indie guys or the, you know the European companies making like flight sims and stuff, and but it's just that you know it, yeah it's not it's not like games you're gonna see on the shelf you know next to we don't we don't have the AAA guys doing it because no, we did no. see some indie stuff wearing our packs and I've been following one of them at, um, whose name escapes me uh, Solar Empire I think um, not to be confused with Sins of the Solar Empire but and I got I got hands on it was fine but. It was one of those like, man, I wish you guys had a bunch of venture cap behind you. <laughs> Did you uh, try that um, Evacron game that, like, I talked about a while back on the podcast? It was. Like, I haven't, but I, I my recollection is I had a hardware issue, and the hardware issue yeah. being uh, I need better hardware. I um, think I think Gifford's world would explode with a new computer. Actually, yeah, you, man, think, that wedding. <laughs> There, there's one reason. Sorry, that was it's, a it's called a it's called a wedding. <laughs> Sorry. Th- thanks, Lacey. <laughs> I have good ideas. They're just I just have really it's, good a, it's a great idea. <laughs> Who's getting married? <laughs> I thought that. Oh. oh, go ahead, Josh. What? No, that's okay. I shouldn't talk. I'll, I'll sit here and talk about 
right. space combat games forever. So yes, you please will. move on. Say, yeah, move on. You know Josh. You and Gifford can have <laughs> fuck you, Ethan. You're an asshole. <laughs> you and Gifford can have, you can have your crown back. Your space cast. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, I want to know your answer. Beat him up. What, like Beat River City Ransom? He well, wants, like he wants Double Dragon. Like Streets Street of Rage, Rage, Double Dragon. Yeah, man. I mean, why not? And, and I'm not talking like a like a Ninja Gaiden where you're beating things up. I'm talking about you and your bros get together. And you're like, look, man, my lady got kidnapped. Let's go punch some dudes like straight up and down the street. That's what I'm talking about. And the but, same thing. Have you gotten the new uh, the X-Men game on XBLA? No X-Men. No, no mutant powers. <laughs> no X-Men. No claws, nothing oh. like that. Just fist oh, cuts. I was gonna man. say like Castle Crashers, that kind of stuff doesn't. Yeah, nope. Castle Crashers doesn't do it. I just want a dude on dude, just stuff happening. You know what I mean? Violence. <laughs> Violence. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Josh is into a window. Think about the technology. Gifford was just talking about his fancy flight simulators and all the technology. Think about what that could do to punch. You know, for, to punch and you know what I mean? What happens if we throw a dude through a window with infinite double, polygons? Double yeah. dragon with the fight night engine. Go. Oh, holy shit! Yeah! <laughs> Not that shit. that works with multiple enemies, but still. <laughs> like, I can, can throw out over. ridiculous ideas. I like it. No, yeah. actually, they are. Someone's working on a uh, River City Ransom sequel remake. I think that's the next closest thing you're going to get, but um, that's been rumored for a while. So. And also a super dodgeball game. But that's more for me. Um, dragon, a dragon crown comes coming out, I think, in like March. I don't know it's what that a, means. Oh, man. It's it's the guys who did, um, oh, fuck, Odin Sphere. And, oh, now I'm on. I'm yeah, yeah. And it's a four-player co-op side-scrolling um, like fantasy. That's where you lose Ethan. Beat them up. I'm, beat them up. It's like Golden Axe a little bit. Yep, yep. Like Golden Axe. Would, or would the, you accept the Golden Axe, games. Ethan? I like Golden Axe, but I mean, I, a I want dudes and fists and action. I want just dudes and I just want like, I want a guy to be like on a building and be like, I don't have any weapons. And another guy be like, don't worry about it. And just grab some plywood and knock a guy off the building. <laughs> Are you a bad enough dude <laughs> to save the president? Yeah, that kind of stuff. You guys should go out for <laughs> burgers. Or what do they go out for at the end of that? Is it pizza or burgers? I think it's burgers. It okay. better be burgers. Burger party. All right. Um, I've been a big fan of the resurgence of arcade sports games. Um, granted, I think the NBA and NFL are kind of holding down the, the new jam and blitz. But um, related to that, I want more fantastical sports games, especially robot sports games, because I had a robot baseball game for the NES that I really enjoyed. And I like I like some robot superpowers in my in my sports games, and it's been a while. So, what, Now, out of curiosity, if you, I assume you're talking about... Base Wars, that was it. Yeah, Base Wars. My recollection of that game was it was very much like RBI baseball. You just had bots. Yeah, but then you got into fights. Like, whenever you would try to tag a guy out, you would go to battle with your robot powers. (laughs) All right, so a little little bit of, uh, what was it, Blades of Steel mixed in? Kind of like, yeah, kind of like. Because yes. I mean, att- with robots, mind, yes. If you're missing on robot sports, we need to take Mutant League and make it Robot League. Yeah, we already co- we already covered Mutant League on the side, but I would throw that in. No, there. no, I, I know. I'm just saying, like, we should. We, if you want to develop a fantastical sports video game brand <clears throat> with me, I'm I'm on board. 
So I would just be okay with 2D sports. Because I think sports games were more fun when they didn't try to make it too, uh, quite yeah. as realistic, you know. Yeah, I agree. Bases, so my... bases loaded is the best, you know, RBI baseball, King Griffey. Yeah, I'd say King Griffey. Uh, good. But, but yeah. Bases loaded too. God, I played that so much. And this one, I didn't even need the, the license for that. There's, there's your lesson in that, kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't play sports games anymore, so don't give a shit about me. Uh, what genre do you think, Josh? Um... Well, Gifford actually took what I would have originally picked, which was the space, space flight and the Six Degrees of Freedom. Sure. But giant robot first-person yeah! shooters. Now that is genre. Now I know is that granted, different than the mech simulations. Um. Well, not really. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it can it can be. You guys are <laughs> the mech ex- experts, so I, I want to. Well, to we have a new me- we have a new mech warrior game coming out next year, right? So Woo-hoo! we're gonna that that'll. Maybe that'll like spark something. And then um, Hawken, which is looking pretty sweet too. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's there. But there was a time when you had a new mech game coming out like every week. You know, it was like Shogo, Heavy Gear, four different, you know, mech warrior games coming out. But then and the monsters. And uh, yeah. There, there was oh, and, little, it was a fighting mech slash monster game. That was pretty badass. What, and Robot Alchemic Drive, um, that was the one where you had like two gigantic robots fighting in you know in the street and it was like a it was like a fighting game almost but you had um uh like four buttons to control the different limbs so you yeah. had to separately control each leg do you guys not play that ps2 i think mm. i would need to connect yeah. for that no oh, god damn it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm yeah steel battalion goes trolling. in that category <laughs> so but yeah I, I like i like piloting gigantic robots mechs whatever and heavy gear was fucking sweet yeah, yeah, and and you know what the fa- the um mech assault games on Xbox were really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm those surprised. were really fun. Why can't we get another one of those on XBLA? Because they're too busy working on Connect, man. Uh, I think we should just build a mech. <laughs> we should just build one and then yeah. pilot it. I would also life. stand behind that company that just yeah, builds, that. builds mechs for no reason. I started it in my my garage. <laughs> the, you got a foot. I built a foot <laughs> on Saturday. They, do they oh, exist? It's a called DARPA. A toe. Yeah, what do you don't want to building it on Shadow Moses though? Second <laughs> second. <laughs> second I was in the shadows. Ever. <laughs> there, oh god, there's the next Metal Gear game. Metal Gear Rex. Oh, we need to you do a we need to do a video with Ethan just hanging out in the shadows. <laughs> they call it the next Metal Gear trailer. <laughs> anyway. Only if he makes his ass dance. Cole, what do you? <laughs> my uh, my genre is um, also in the sports field, um, but there hasn't been a game in my genre since about 1988. Yeah, I'm talking about the one-on-one basketball game, Jordan versus Bird, <laughs> Doctor J versus Bird. But you know, throw a little wrinkle on it. You know, put somebody other other than Larry Bird in the game. Although Larry Bird is awesome, um, you know, maybe mix some sports up. Go a basketball player versus a football player. So are you asking for a Shaq versus video game? No, I don't want Shaq anywhere <laughs> near any more video games. Shaq Fu was great enough as it was. <laughs> Stan, it stands alone. I like to see Shaq and Steven Seagal in a buddy cop game. Buddy cop. Did did Shaq fight Godzilla or was that Larry Johnson? Ooh. Larry that, Johnson. Was that oh, Grandma, Larry Johnson? That was Charles Barkley. Grandma Ma. Sure. Yeah. Wasn't Grandma? Oh, I think it was Charles Barkley. Yeah. Was it? Oh. Shut up and jam. 
So, or or we could get yeah. like Barkley versus Larry Johnson now. So it'd be like <laughs> Fat Barkley, Fat Larry Johnson. They have to stop and that's where that. the, that's where the NBA was going if they didn't resolve the lockout. Right. So that'd be a golf game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our topic at hand: the your pl- inaugural "you're playing it wrong" discussion. Um, the idea actually kind of. Ethan and I were talking about potential podcast topics, and um, one thing I was struggling with this weekend was I picked up a game and uh, that I really, uh, I guess I really appreciate it, I really respect it, but I suck at it, and I and it's not strange for me to be terrible at that that entire genre. So I thought um, we'd kind of ask for some help from the experts on our panel here um, and see. <laughs> See if you had any advice to help help me and and others um, that are struggling with particular uh, genres. So we've each picked a genre that we struggle with, and at the end of our section, we'll uh, we'll we'll try to pick who gave the best advice to see who's the best bullshitter on our on our cast. So <laughs> you mean the best expert? You mean yes? Oh, I so- yeah. I'm sorry. I... Yeah, and uh, unbeknownst to the other guys, I secured a sponsorship for this section from Yingling Traditional Lager uh, because I was in Northeast Ohio, and right they now? sell it. They sell it there, and it is delicious. That's how you secure a sponsorship: is you just go to a state where they sell. I got something? a nor- I got a Northeast Ohio, and then I come back and I'm like, "Hey, you guys want to expand into Indiana, where we have stupid liquor laws?" And they say, "Yeah." We I'm also like, have okay. video game podcasts. Yeah. And they say, oh, that sounds like a great sponsorship. Here, let's we'll give you a case of our beer. Please get drunk on air. Yeah, pretty much. Did that really happen? No. Oh. But I am <laughs> drinking <laughs> But I am drinking a Yingling traditional lager that I brought back from Northeast Ohio. If we ever take like sponsorships or commercials during our podcast, I hope they kind of run just like that conversation did. They need to be from Yingling and Jimmy John's. No, it's like, we, we need to do the read on the ads. Yeah, we'll do a 15-second spot. <laughs> Not really. We will mention your product at least three times, but I can't really guarantee yeah. any of the other conversation. <laughs> yeah, other than that. But we, but we guarantee air. that we will consume it during our during, <laughs> during the podcast. podcast is brought to you by Dildos. We don't use them, but we're okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> My first threesome this dildos. week is the flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me company only... at all hours of the day. Which model do you use? Oh man, work. It's the only part of my threesome this week. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> Tower defense. Oh yes. Oh. Here we go. Tower defense. Use the games. dog's mouth insert. <laughs> God. What? Oh, no. Uh, oh. Hey, video games. Let's do this. Am I fired? <laughs> Was I ever hired? Um, <laughs> all right, my genre. <laughs> Actually, I want to help. I want help defining this genre uh, before we really get going here, because uh, I'm classifying these as tower defense games, but they're not traditional tower defense games. Because <laughs> mm. the, Those are tower defense. Hold, let me get to it. Not everybody can see our notes. Oh, I'm sorry. And um, the the game that's that spurred this topic for me was I went back and tried to play Trench this weekend. I was trying to come up with my downloadable games of the year mental list. And this was one that I haven't spent very much time with. And so it's not a traditional tower defense game, but it has the elements of tower defense games that drive me nuts. And the other recent game that's I've ran into the same paralysis is revenge of the Titans. 
So here's my dilemma with how I play these games. Um, basically, any any type of stra- strategy game, I try to um, beat the level at 100%, whatever that means. That means I don't like to take hits, and I don't like to leave any enemies standing. And I think I've begun to realize in at least Trenched, your base is going to take some damage, and that's okay, but... I have to restart the level every time an enemy gets past me. So um, I also get really, really stressed out by um, having to having to place defensive objects around a map when there aren't defined areas for or recommendations of where the item should go. Like if I if I stick with a game and I figure it out on my own, I, I usually I'm usually okay. But there's a huge kind of learning curve for me that I don't always pass with these games. I usually just, I get frustrated and overwhelmed and like, instead of doing a bunch of things wrong, I just do nothing and then I die and then I get frustrated. So that's my strategy with those games is when I feel overwhelmed is just to stay completely still, let my base die and then get frustrated. And quit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can already go. I can already tell you, Justin, that's a pretty shitty strategy. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's not gonna work for you, buddy. Yeah, just just starting. Off, well, I mean, real quick, just to, to kind of break up two broad ideas of of tower defenses. You've got your static tower defense where you just place things and you wait for shit to happen, which is what happens to Justin. Um, and then you've got your 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 action tower defense, which action. is something along the lines of uh, trenched um, uh, dungeon defenders, um, orcs must die, where you actually have a character that you can move to. So there's. In, in my opinion, just to start this one off, there, there's two different ways to go about either one of those. Is let's you, let's focus on the trench d- dungeon okay. type style. So, so realistically, if you've got your character and you're armed well enough, okay, entrenched, you can pick out your layout before you start. You want to set up like all of your defenses to protect one side, okay, so you don't have to worry about it, and then you focus your attacks on the other side. And then as you start to build money up, then you start to push defenses over to the side that's not protected, and you start to move backwards, and you use your, your trench as the last stand, if you will, for enemies coming too close to your base. Because I, too, enjoy perfection, and I don't like to get hit either because I like to uh, get all the points. But I, I think that's always the best one. The other thing you have to do is make sure that you're mixing your towers up a little bit. I think a lot of people try to get like the most powerful towers, or they try to get... Um, you know, a bunch of little tiny machine gun towers that just keep hitting the enemies, and you've really got to take into consideration that certain enemies have certain weaknesses. That's why I like to kind of uh, line everything up. I like to hit the enemies with like um, you have to look for synergy. Of, well, you, you want you want you the constant, look for synergy between the towers. Well, the constant effect towers up front, flame, electricity, whatever. You know, you start Slow hitting down. the enemies, then you've got the slow field. And then you've got the shotgun to take out the little enemies, and then you've got the heavy-duty stuff at the end to make sure that none of the big guys get past. See, that... I, I, I tend to stack the, the, the slow field up front and then have the shotguns right behind them. Ah. And the longer-range machine guns directly behind them. Yeah, I... I... But yeah, you, regardless, I agree with Ethan 100%. So the, the tactic is load up one side first, actively defend the other side... Um... And then try to even it out as the as the waves go on. Yeah, because I would say yeah, I, my other guilty step here is that I try to spread 
I try to spread things around from the beginning. I try to cover all of my bases with, you know, if there's three paths coming at me, I'll put a shotgun in each path yeah. rather than building up. So I had not and, tried that. And you'll never have enough, you know, gun, you know, firepower going in one direction. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, especially in the beginning on trench, you know, the weapons aren't super strong, especially you, you've got the shotgun starting off. And until you can get like the machine guns and um, like the mortar and stuff like that, and the sniper rifle later on, there's just not much you can do with just those shotguns. So you might as well load up one side and then because the trench itself, I mean, it can do some damage, you know, and you can take out quite a bit with that. So I, again, with that game, that's kind of the best way to go about it. But, but the thing about trench though is, your your trench itself can be set up to, you know, support a lot more towers or to be more just offensive, you know, offensive on its own. So that's where you can kind of decide, too, if you're more of an action player, you can play trenched without setting up a whole lot of towers at all. I mean, it's, it's set up well for that. But if you want to take if you want to take it into that kind of tower defense style and you, you definitely need to kind of layer things like that. I think it's also well built for multiplayer. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, like, hey, have one person really jack up their trench for yeah. first person killing, and the other person, you know, overloaded for laying out uh, passive they, defenses. Do they ever use the phrase "jack up your trench"? Because they should. Oh, I did from the very beginning. The first <laughs> thing I did. Um, Cole, Josh, as far as are you more in my category of kind of being paralyzed by this genre, or yeah, I, I'm like stay away mode i got played the demo of of iron brigade i think it's the real game you're talking about yes. not um, for our european listeners yes uh and i'm i get too overwhelmed too easily and it just makes me not want to play it at all so i'm gonna maybe i'll try it again after the advice of ethan and listening to him and kind of lay out a different kind of strategy i'm about to get into some dungeon defenders so uh right now i'm yeah i'm gonna play right after the show no i my sanctum is probably my most recent experience mm. with tower defense uh in this genre here i really suck okay. at that game <laughs> yeah I, i'm not the guy to go to for advice because i i think i've got it right and I, and I don't i break it down to the two separate games you know it's like you're managing your tower stuff and then i'm doing my shooting game and it's like i think of it you know kind of separately and i think that's gonna be you know but easier for me then to manage and I, man, I still suck. I'd make poor choices. I try to adjust and those choices are also poor. And then in the middle of all the shooting stuff, uh, seems like I just, uh, pick the wrong targets and the wrong weapons. So, um, I suck. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I love Sanctum. We should play Sanctum together, Josh Lee. We should. It's four players. We can get two more. So kind of final cases here between, um, the two experts with Gifford and, uh, Ethan, I kind of want to hear the case. You both had different, I guess, different orders of the types of units that you 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 build your towers in, and kinda, I want to kind of hear Gifford's case or his order because Ethan kind of made his, and then maybe a final rebuttal from Ethan. I, I think a lot of it has to do with sort of preference of what kind of guys you want to deal with when they come through. Uh, I, I prefer to deal with the big guys and let the towers wipe out the the cannon fodder. Um, that, that's part of my strategy. The other one is, uh, I like to try and stack up as many guys as possible at the slow towers. And this, this is irrespective of what kind of tower defense game we're playing. Right. But I like to stack guys up at the slow defense towers and let the weapons that can reach them. I like to, 
uh, organize the weapons that can reach them, the short range and the slightly longer range. She just hose the guys basically in a, a bottleneck. Um, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But um, when you add in the ability to have a, a, a controlled, whether it's first, third person, whatever, somebody you're directly controlling to get in and add to the action, um, I, I think that's a, that's a solid strategy. Um, like be able to slow down the guys that are going to take a lot of pounding and then eliminate the little guys. Uh, but e- either way, I mean, I, I think it is a personal preference issue. Uh, it, just because that's the way I like to do it doesn't mean that the way that Ethan is saying is wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think overall we agree you do have to stack – like you have to use the passive defenses on one side and then actively involve them. How did you – how did you guys – like are – are we just stupid as far as like, how did you guys figure this out? It's kind of my other, I think it's because we we both have ADHD. (laughs) So so you have to learn to manage a lot of stuff at the same time. And you do that by, I mean, essentially dying a lot. One thing. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, a lot of trial and error, but I mean, just, I cannot focus on multiple things at the same time or else I am weak in all of them. But if I focus on one thing, I'm per, I mean, I'm, I'm, faster i've got better reaction than than probably most people do and and so if i look at the whole battlefield and i say oh i have all these enemies to fight i'm fucked you know i'm that's why i I suck at real-time strategy well there's too much shit going on yeah but but like with this yeah i agree like i block off one part to limit my focus and i have good focus but you limit it to one area and you're like this is what I'm going to focus on. And then every once in a while, you've got a lull. You can run over, upgrade, add shit, whatever, on the other side. When that's all upgraded and added, then you can, you know, add stuff to help you on the other side. All right. Because I'm a completely impartial judge and not swayed by details, I'm just going to go with the fact that I feel less overwhelmed by the game hearing Gifford talk about it than I do Ethan. So Gifford wins my my expert. <laughs> 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 Cole, Cole, let's go to uh, your genre. Uh, my genre is real-time strategy. Uh, considering I haven't played a game in this genre since Warcraft 3, uh, it's, it's been a little bit. Um, but that's kind of the reason why I've stayed away. Um, you know, And I, I wouldn't say Warcraft 3 is that hard of a game, but at a certain point I got stuck and never wanted to return to the genre. Um, again, it's kind of like your uh, tower defense genre, Justin's like just overwhelming. Like I don't know what to do, where to start, where to end, where to do the things I need to do in the middle. <laughs> um, I, it's just like okay, I'm gonna build, 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 and then oh shit, I'm dead. Like I forgot to make soldiers, um, or or I'm making all these soldiers and I have no buildings to do upgrades or anything like that. So. Uh, I mean, I w- it, it's a genre that I would love to be able to get back into um, and just kill hours, but uh, yeah, I'm just like so, so afraid of just getting my ass kicked, especially by the people who do play these games. I tend to take them a little seriously. I um, this is the if I ever wanted to play competitive video games i think this is where i would invest my time i think just just from the uh, the outlook that there's a lot of 
there's a lot of skill in these games at the high, at the highest level that I really kind of really respect it and I can I guess I I at one point was taking War, Warcraft 3 really seriously and I had kind of Cole, as you might relate to this in, right. in regards to sports that I kind of crossed that threshold where I felt that my skills were going to a, going to another level like after I had plateaued for the longest time um and it, it basically came from, unfortunately, I would I would advise just reading a lot of guides. And right now, there's so much there's so much esports footage of of these games that if you want to take it seriously, you can literally learn from from the best there. And I think the best approach here is almost like after you get to a point of familiarizing yourself with the game, is, is studying up on the type of tactics you really want to focus on and and getting good at those and so getting to know you know the the character builds the 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 strengths and weaknesses of every unit and um you know also focusing on focusing on one and not trying to be good at all of them that was kind of what drug me down with warcraft is i i could never pick a race i liked i liked the night elves i liked the undead and i I should have focused on one to get great at that rather than trying to get good at all of them. So um, <laughs> it's not ver- the, the most fun advice, but studying is kind of my – would be my advice for a real-time strategy. Wait, game. you mean hard work pays off in the end? <laughs> the, <laughs> I think these games you ha- you have to. Um, and I think that's like the only games like that really have that quality is, you know – there are there is so so much information out there available, like you said, the esports, um, and I have watched some of it, and it's ridiculously entertaining to me, um, just to see how good those fools are. But it's also, and you know, it's kind of intimidating, like the all the work that I would have to do to get even to play the lowest class of <laughs> real time strategy players online would, which it would be, you know, it's, it's it's a lot of work. So it's like I said, it's kind of intimidating to get back into it. Well, and Cole, I struggled between uh, when we were picking these topics. I struggled between this and my topic in terms of I enjoyed both your topic and mine, but uh, I'm not good at them. Yeah, way. and I'm, yeah, like I'm slightly <laughs> better with my topic than yours, but like likewise, it, it, it's um, uh, there's so much stuff going on, and I, I can't keep track of it. Um, and I know it takes research and I, I think in addition to research, it takes patience and a lot but, of practice, uh, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of practice, but, uh, yeah, I think more so than anything, real time strategy, uh, requires research. Uh, wow. I, yeah. So and also, also I would advise find some lackeys that you can beat up on to keep your confidence level up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you, if you get into it, because I, I played a lot of StarCraft, too. I like real-time strategy. I'm not great at them. I'm not absolutely horrible at them, but I'm not great at them just because, again, the same thing Gifford said. But, you know, the thing that I realize about any of these games is you need to be able to beat the computer, like, on hard or very hard or insane mode to even stand a chance against a human. Because the speed that people come up me. with... Well... <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you just you have to have a good concept of that because... People play, you know, conventionally, I always think that you need to build up as much as you possibly can. And then once you have a good enough attack force, then you go out, which isn't true at all. At StarCraft, I, I figured out the hard way that you need to kind of send out, you know, expedition type forces, kind of pick at them a little bit, kind of get them moving in one direction. 
and then you can focus more so on building your base because if you allow people to come to you, it's going to be a lot more difficult to defend. But if you actually meet them in the middle, even if it means losing some troops, that's not a problem in the end because it's going to give you that much uh, more chance to get your, you know, to get your base going and to get moving around the map a little bit more. That's the one piece of advice that I got out of a guy that just totally annihilated me on StarCraft II in literally like five minutes. It was it was absolutely amazing. But it was do not sit back and load your base. It's uh, is it partly misdirection? Is yeah. It part, well, is it part? I'm gonna send out my scouting force. I'm gonna look at some. Oh, I found you. I'm gonna come at you from a different angle, and you don't know where I came from. Well, you need to know what they're building too, because I mean, there's there's in a lot of these games now to to prevent that kind of turtling that happens, where you just sit back and defend your base as much as possible. There's weapons that come out and do area of effect type damage. You know, so mm-hmm. if all you have is a tightly constructed base. And a bunch of defenses, that's not going to do anything, especially if you have siege-type weapons, too, which is what I learned, is you can set up all the, you know, uh, rocket towers you want to, but if they're just out of range of someone's siege vehicle, you're you're screwed. And you also need to know what kind of attack they're coming at. So if you have no idea that they're building spacecraft as opposed to land, you know, land enemies, then you don't know what kind of counter defense to come with you don't you 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 won't be if you roll out there with a bunch of you know using starcraft for example if you build up this huge zergling force which i always do and you go rushing across and they have planes you're done because they're going to be able to pick you off from the sky so you have to kind of understand what what the person is doing and also keep them thinking that they could attack me at any given time you know josh what were you gonna throw in there oh i think uh, i think uh playing against ai in any of these games won't really prepare you for playing against humans. Totally different tactics. Um, AI is too predictable, and often they're just cheating on the resources. I think AI and uh, RTSs is usually pretty broken. But so I don't you think, think that's AI good... cheats? Yeah. I'm, I'm I, mean, I, games, yell, I, I yell that on my you know, <laughs> computer and the Xbox most time, but I assume, I, I assume yeah. I'm being ridiculous. See, yeah, and, I, and, and I think it... Okay. But if you look at it from the perspective of your speed... And train for that. Yeah, you're not going to get the same, you know, out of the AI that you're going to get out of a human, uh, human character. But you are going to get down that well, whole, you know, the, the the movements you need to do and how quickly right. you need to get stuff going before you're defended. Because if you're looking at StarCraft too, and you get into the ladder matches and, and you start getting ranked, if you go out there without any sort of experience, any time to kind of get used to that speed that the action happens and it happens quick, then you're going to be like oh and fifty, like I was. Um, and well, that's, that's just going to affect you in the end. Well, that's I guess that's kind of my point too. Is that if um if you're if you have to use the AI to prepare you to just try to compete online, then I don't like I just don't think you'll ever compete online ever like period. And and if you're and Cole, I'm right with you. I suck at strategy games too. RTSs. I'm really bad. But um and you know what? Neither of us will probably ever be any good, no matter how much time we put into it, because we right. suck. Not with that, but. Dude. But well, but but wait, we can still have fun with these games. And then here, here's my strategy for doing that, and that is, um, always never play one on one, because the other guy's always gonna be better than you. If you can avoid two on two, because you're always gonna look like the weakest link. Three on three and four v four are the way to go, and just hope that you know your teammates can uh, carry the weight. And tell uh, you what to do. <laughs> yep, yep. Never play StarCraft because it's too fast and too brutal. Play games like Company of Heroes. Uh, where you can turtle a little bit more and build up. Um, and that's your strategy. Build up a huge force and then just 
go across the map with like a shit ton of tanks or whatever and have fun just by building the stuff, watching things blow up because you, you're never going to be good at the game. See, if I didn't have, if I didn't have like, you know, requirements to do shit like write about more than one game, I would probably go out of my way to prove you wrong on this one. I would start playing StarCraft 2 and just hole up and play nothing but StarCraft 2. Really we could do a documentary series on how we lost Gifford to StarCraft. If you <laughs> um, Cole, how about you uh, wrap this up and start going through your your final arguments here? Or pick, pick your winner. Picking my winner. Well... Justin, uh, you, Lacey, you, um, you know, you, you, you provided me with a lot of tools to help me get better, um, as, as, as Ethan did. Um, but I'm going to go with Josh as the winner because he can relate more to me and my, my ineptitude at real time strategy games. Wait, and, you want advice from the guy that said you can never as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, because, he, You'll never succeed, oh, because, because he's being realistic and I appreciate it. Damn it. And, while, and while you guys are sitting there struggling for hours on end trying to get good at a game that you may never get good at, we can enjoy a game, play it completely differently at a relaxed pace with a bunch of other people that suck. And and we enjoyed our games of StarCraft or Company of Heroes or Command & Conquer or whatever. So, uh, no, I'll be playing why. something else. You know, I would I say would... one other thing that is unique to video games is... You might be playing against the equivalent of Tom Brady. Like, you know, if, if you played Are football. You from Indiana? Why would you throw that Because out? Peyton Manning's yeah. not fucking playing. <laughs> then don't matter, bring up dude. football either. It doesn't matter. We always Moving on to Josh. Okay. How I'm about Michael now. Jordan? I'm upset now. And you know, it's really hard for me to pick Josh winning in anything, but <laughs> this, this time he, he had the right stuff. Oh, hey, hey, Josh. How about Yay, you? Hey, what's up? How about your genre? I picked fighting games. Uh, and you guys saw this in action at the charity event. I really, really sucked at Mortal Kombat. Um, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Street Fighter 4, doesn't matter what it is. I am usually getting my ass kicked. And I, I mean, I, I guess I kind of know what my problem is. Um, fighting games are really fast paced. And. And not just in, like, that the rounds go quickly. It's like you have to think faster than... I mean, almost kind of like like StarCraft. You you have to think on the fly. But even more so, it's got to be almost instinctual at that point. It's not like you get to, like, look at the screen and kind of plan it out. You have to just be doing all the motions. So memorizing all the controls for every dude is something I don't have the patience for. And if you don't do that, like, how do I ever get into that groove where I can, you know, play any of these games with anyone else it's like if one dude enters the room to play and he's got any good it's like i don't even want to play because it's no fun there's you have no chance and if there's no chance like why why play figure out how to counter his ass i mean is everybody's strategy just going to be like oh you just have to play more fighting games i mean just play more. <laughs> well I mean, okay games, I, here here's here's my strategy on this because as i've mentioned maybe not recently my brother is stupidly good at fighting games. Actually, he's stupidly good at a lot of video games. As uh, like I'm the crappy different. We, we need to have him on the podcast instead of you. Yeah, right. That, <laughs> that's that's accurate. I'm not going to disagree. Um, y- y- you have to figure out the the counter, flat out. 
like if, if somebody's really good, you have to figure out what the counter to their character is or the counter to their little move set is because most people don't even use all the moves of the character. Now that may be because the character is semi broken. Some of the moves are shit, but you need to figure out the counter to the character. Um, unfortunately, some of the characters, if somebody's good enough, they're really not a great counter to it. You have to play as the same character and be better. But most characters that somebody picks, there's a counter. Um, and most of the time, it's somebody on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, like if they pick a really fast character, there's somebody on the really powerful but slow end that has a, a great counter. You just have to know it. I actually go a different route as far as kind of similar to my real-time strategy concept of I need something that'll get me through to that moment of enlightenment because fighting genre is the other major competitive one out there. And first, like, Josh, if you are going to have to play a lot. <laughs> so, on, yeah. on, and I'm assuming that this is, I'm taking the assumption that you want to get good at this. If you want to just have fun, I'll come back to that. But you got to focus on one character and get good at it and good at get good at that character. And then, you know, for me, like, I guess, Cole, you'll kind of laugh at this, the the biggest success I've had in, in fighting games and, and other games is when I got good at um, the WrestleMania 2000 game, and I just, I focused on knowing counters in that game and found something that I was successful at, and yeah, you, I think you eventually, ha- you have to, you have to play kind of cheap there for a while until you figure out everything else, but for me to, like... <laughs> For me to stick with a game, you got to feel good about it and feel like you're you're winning or you're doing well. And sometimes that takes going through, you know, you just find the two or three moves that work for you in most scenarios until you figure out the nuances of the game. Because I think you don't, like you said, fighting games are really fast. And until you play a lot, you're not going to notice, like, the, you know the places where you can even do counters or where, you know, that, that, that next set of moves outside of just knowing what a special move is comes into play. So also, winning cheap means winning. <laughs> I have two things, two, two words of advice for you, Josh. Learn to block <laughs> and, oh, yeah. don't, and don't jump in. Oh, that's yeah. my biggest fucking problem. Oh, yeah. I can't. Man, I'm always trying to drop kick. That's, like, that's the thing. Yeah, jump in. Jumping in is so cool. is so easy to do and so like like almost it's for everybody, uh it's like second nature, just oh jump in, jump in, kick, jump in, kick, and then throw a combo or you know, throw a Hadoken or a spear or whatever. But good players know how to defend the jump in. So yeah. don't do it. And block block blocking, blocking, blocking. I have more of a Josh Lee school of don't give a shit. You know, balls of the wall, fighting style. Seeing uh, this coming from Ethan's uh, uh, Skype pick is killing me. <laughs> well, the, the thing about these games, I realize, is for every really, really good player out there, there's a really shitty one that's going to whoop his ass. Because when I've lost or when I've beaten people before that have been really good, it's because I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just button mash and just go at it, and they really <laughs> don't have much of a counter for that. These are guys that are used to countering people who actually know what they're doing. And this relates both into fighting games and in real life fighting because I recall times in the gym where I, I feel like I can hold my own in a kickboxing match and a really shitty guy would come in and I would struggle with him because I had no idea what the hell he was doing. And I take that back into gaming. So, you know, I may lose, you know, I don't know, 10 out of 100 times, 
I mean, a hundred out of a hundred ten times. Um, <laughs> but there's gonna be that, you know, there's gonna be that sweet success when I when I beat somebody, and and the joy in 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 knowing that you just kicked the shit out of somebody who is really legitimately pissed about losing. That's the best thing. I really enjoy. I do really enjoy spoiling the fuck out of somebody's day. Is really oh bad. yeah, oh yeah. Josh, did any of those arguments catch your attention? Well, you and Gifford had definitely the most, you know, if I was actually going to try to be good at fighting, <laughs> so, you know, those would be the approaches. But those are also, you know, kind of obvious, you know, things. I think Cole hit it right on the head with two things I, I actually do very poorly at, and I, I don't block for shit. Because I don't, you know, I don't pay attention to what the other guy's about to do. I'm just trying to remember what the hell fireball, well, you know, whatever the next move was. So uh, instead of just trying to take it a little slower, and I jump into dudes all the fucking time, I do that every single fighting game. So that's good. But yeah, Ethan's, you know, I like that pun- the puncher's chance thing. That's pretty. I like that kind of attitude. <laughs> just, just, uh, Man, maybe I should just get, and that's the thing I never like to do that. I don't like to be super cheesy and like, oh, I know this one move. I'll just keep doing this one thing, or I'm just gonna keep low kicking. But you know what, man? If that, it's unpredictable, and if that shit works, makes me feel good. I should just do it. I should just swallow the pride. They should have button mashing tournaments. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah, How would you? Isn't it called Smash Brothers? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the hell it is. Gifford. Trolling Gifford there. Gifford, you're up. Um, like Cole, it's strategy. I, I have trouble with turn-based strategy, and I love them. I've loved them since Heroes of Might and Magic 2, uh, which was, I don't know, about 96. Um, but really the entire series. Uh, I, I really like them a lot. And I know just enough about them to, you know, get past the first several levels if you're playing on a campaign. Um, or, like, Might and Magic, I've played enough of. I'm pretty good at it. Like, I could beat it. But as opposed to, like, my brother who's, like, he will just be super patient and build up these armies, which, it, let's face it, that's what um, the combat-only uh turn-based strategies are about like hey let's let's build up a giant army but he'll he'll do this and he'll be like oh look there's a legion of black dragons i'm gonna go kill them now oh look they surrendered now they're part of my army um i I don't have the patience for that um so anyway I, i i know how to fix the the combat only uh but when you come to XCOM and uh stuff like civ I'm, I'm okay, especially the SIF 5 is stupid. Like, it's so awesome, and it balances a lot of the issues I had. But um, anyway, with with all of them, I think patience is my big problem. Uh, that, and I get on a mission, and I don't know when to retreat, or I don't know the right strategy for combat. Um, XCOM, is, I, I think, is pretty brutally hard. Um but I, I still have a lot of trouble. Like I get to just before mid game and then I die a lot and everybody dies and it's sad. Humanity's, you know, enslaved by aliens. My, uh, my strategy that, uh, got me addicted to Civ 
4, actually, which kind of burnt me out for Civ 5, even though Civ 5 is, I think, a better game, um, was save a lot. <laughs> because I, I had never played a Civ game before that point, and um, if you have plenty of save states, you can go down a path and see how that see how that works, and if that didn't go where you wanted it to go, you could go back to a safe spot and try something different. And it took me multiple playthroughs, but I was so addicted to that game. And most of those games are very much you just lose track of days of your life playing them. That eventually you'll you'll find the strategy that works for you. But but the times that I have gotten burned in this genre is when I've just tried to blow through an, an entire game and in, in kind of one sitting and without saving my progress at key key intervals and all of a sudden uh, i i've accomplished nothing that i want to by the end of it yeah and you know see to be fair the civilization series i do know that part of it the, the save 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 because i've gotten burned so badly um and I haven't played enough of five to figure out what my problem is there. Like I won the first three or four games I played, but that was on the second difficulty level out of seven, six. But I run into more problems on the combat only thing because I'm impatient and XCOM because I don't know exactly the XCOM style games where I don't know exactly what to do. See, XCOM is tough. One general rule of thumb that I kind of apply to these games is just make sure that you're researching enough on the side because it's always easy to um, just try to build a big army and just go from there. But, I mean, the the more powerful stuff comes with research, especially with XCOM. And XCOM is just a different... I don't know, that's a different nugget altogether because of all you have to juggle. I mean, you have to juggle your commerce. You've got to keep the countries happy. You've got to research, but to research, you've got to catch live specimens. I mean, that's one of the things that if you don't catch live specimens... Whoa, whoa, you can be- catch live specimens? <laughs> yeah. See, if you don't... Yeah, what that's, the hell that's kind that's of the weapon thing. to use for that? The stun, the stun beam. If you don't catch live specimens oh. in the beginning of that game, yeah, you won't, you won't get the best researched armor um you also won't be able to find well i won't spoil it but you, you need to learn to catch live specimens with XCOM. you need to research all of the alien technology because the human technology is is basically worthless once you get further in and the other XCOM strategy um is the whole uh mental um uh, uh, your mental state towards the uh, middle to the end of the game because then the aliens start using mind control and your your uh your XCOM soldiers need to have better mental resolve or else they will panic or they'll get taken over. I mean, I, I just, sorry, you just blew my fucking mind gonna, because I had no idea about the stun beam. I was going to say, oh, we're yeah. not going to lose Gifford to Starcraft. We're going to lose him to XCOM now. Well, I was gonna, oh, you can, oh, I was going to say XCOM. XCOM is so, I mean, uh, that game is so awesome. came out 15 years ago and that game is so awesome. Oh, 15, yeah. 18, something like that. Long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... But I mean that that game is just in itself. We can have a whole podcast about that game and strategies for that game. But again, my big thing is on all these games I've learned usually helps is to research, keep the research going. You know, keep keep a sufficient amount of that going because you need to have the more powerful stuff. Because you got to look at your end game. You have to keep that in mind. You want to be able to be competitive in the beginning, but you also want to make sure that you've got enough prepared especially with you know you've got your civ 5 where you know keys to victory are going to be either taking things over launching your spacecraft or getting um 
getting world peace and world peace is kind of difficult to do when you've got when you're playing against human players you know what i mean um let yeah, alone so, the computer so yeah i mean i'm i'm familiar with the, the research path um although be, because that's my normal route to victory in civ is i'm gonna launch uh i'm, I'm gonna launch the the uh alpha centauri ship yeah yeah but what about what about the other turn-based strategy games like the tactics games like what is the key? What, what's the key strategies for that, Ethan? Like, I know you played the shit out of Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, Final Fe- Final Fantasy Tactics to me that was really so. Taking that game, you have to really get all the get, get your get one squad. Make sure no one dies. If you lose anybody in that game, it's it's not worthwhile. Um, uh, spend time building them up. You know, playing uh, previous levels, getting your guys strong enough. Because there comes a point. I mean, that game's got such a steep difficulty curve i mean mm-hmm. it starts out and it's pretty like you know ah, that's okay you can play it but then you get to one point and i believe it's the um the first monster fight which i believe is against um uh, I, I won't spoil that either um and you just yeah, like, it's been out shit. for like 15 years okay so you, you fight the cardinal who turns into the monster probably you know a quarter of the way through the game and he just knocks the shit out of you and if you haven't grind it out you know some if you haven't leveled your guys up enough you haven't done some grinding you're in trouble um and and knowing how to utilize the um you got like the lancers on that one that can jump up in the air and being able to time that kind of stuff and knowing that you know your summons are going to like injure everybody and not just you know your your enemy i mean all that kind of stuff comes into play with that but that game you needed to do a lot of grinding on that game to really really be good um and you really needed to make sure you were surrounding um, enemies too before attacking them and if you could get them backed up into a place where there was like a l- long fall so they couldn't really move that was also another good tactic for that game but again that's a game that i could talk about a whole podcast as well. <laughs> it sounds like it i was gonna say i had some experience my tactics experience comes from disgaea but it was i can i can second the the need to grind in that game i that that game um allowed you to basically go go into your weapon and level it up like you would do tactics battles in, against enemies inside of your weapon i'd love that game it's so fucked up but um <laughs> but but, but Josh like, Lee, it, you got anything for me buddy yeah well first of all that those are tactical rpgs that's a different genre but you're gifford I, you're a, gifford you're a smart dude it's I really, true i honestly believe that and <laughs> so when you tell me that you're not good at turn-based strategy game and you did say that your patience was a lot of your problem there you know i think that you you're fully capable. You're just not um, in the right state of mind. So I would say, next time you sit down to play Civ or XCOM or Heroes Might Magic, you should um, bring the lights down a little bit, put on some smooth jazz, <laughs> crack crack it's open, not make love to it, crack open a couple more beers than you normally would, and pop oh. a few muscle relaxers. Jeez, <laughs> and then play the game. Drugs and alcohol. And then you the get solution. then get in the zone. Hey, Jim, we're talking rip. about muscle relaxers like Midol, nothing legal. Yeah. <laughs> right. oh, of course, yeah. Well, yeah. Take your you take your Ritalin before, man. I, I'm an awesome strategy guy after I take my medicine. You know? <laughs> Dude, I can kick some ass at StarCraft too after I take my Ritalin. Yeah. <laughs> we're both prescribed these medications, by the way, <laughs> viewers at home. <laughs> yes, DEA who's listening. We have prescriptions. I'm worried it's about okay. I'm worried about the drugs. That our viewers are on at home, actually. Yeah. Probably, probably Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your decision here, Gif? Uh, 
although everybody else gave me really great tactical advice, which I wrote down while we were talking, I'm going with Josh Lee because he recommended extra beer and muscle relaxers. <laughs> At least we're, yeah, we're keeping it consistent here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think that you, Cole, and Ethan all said, hey, this is, this is something that will actually work. Uh, dude, smooth jazz. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Unless we know how to, never mind. Oh, yeah, move, like, move right past that. Ethan, let's go to your I was going to say, in that situation, I'm the smart guy at the bar that's like telling you, not giving you compliments, and Josh Lee's the asshole that walks in and offers you cocaine off a dirty toilet seat. Or he just drops him. roofies that, in your drink. Sounds like Josh Lee to me. I would never <sighs> do that. I hate dirty toilet seats. I <laughs> love roofies, though. <laughs> Ethan, okay. final genre. My genre is competitive first-person shooters. I can play first-person shooter single-player all day long. I can play it against bots. I can play it against small children, most small children. Um, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to being competitive, um, and I know there's two distinct genres of competitive first-person shooters here as well, the arcade style and the more tactical side. So I'm going to kind of focus Halo on... Halo versus Battlefield side. slash Modern, Modern Warfare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the Unreals, yeah. you know, along those lines. I, I, I think of it more like Unreals on one side. Quake. You know, yeah, Battlefield, those games on the other. So I, I'm kind of focusing more on Battlefield because I think the thing is I can never quite get in the swing of you know, should I take my time? If I take my time, I get killed. Should I rush in there? When I do that, I get killed. Jump in a vehicle, vehicle explodes. Try to fly. <laughs> I can't pilot. You know, like, I, you know, I can't, I can't figure out what kind of equipment to get. I always feel like I go with like two grenade launchers and then like a jetpack, and that always screws me up. That's, I've made those things up. Um, but, I, I, you know, it, it, it's just tough because I, I think I almost have a more arcadey, mode of play in mind even though i don't like those games as much as i like the tactical games and i think it Except takes a lot more to play good at those games well you I, were pretty I, good at halo reach yeah but i was playing against a computer though i, I think you know kind of like josh lee's point about the real-time strategy is like yeah i mean computer players yeah. are kind of predictable um especially with first person shooters i it's just when people get involved because they do things like say that they'll be your friend and you can be on their team and then when you agree then they stab you uh, and that kind of stuff. And the computer doesn't do that as often. People are dicks. I think yeah. I think you gotta. Um, I think map memorization is key in, in some of these shooters. Um, it doesn't. Well, I don't think that's uh, shooter exclusive. I think that's all shooters. Map memorization is key. Well, I didn't say it was exclusive. Uh, I, I agree with Cole. <laughs> it's 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 like the first step is the map. Yeah, I mean you gotta like I I remember going into like I, you know I played a, a lot of Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two, um, and and got pretty decent at those. But then I moved to Battlefield this year and totally lost the scope of the maps is totally different, especially when you have um, the ability to fly uh, planes and helicopters and and just drive vehicles. Like the maps are huge and. I, I was completely lost, so I think that for me um, is key. And I, I'm not saying like go around and you know watch videos or do whatever you got to do to memorize the maps. I mean, just just play the game and you'll learn it eventually. I just have to be patient with that. And uh, especially, and then another thing I uh, recommend is um, 
and I don't know how you develop this necessarily except for playing more, is uh, you just have to be, especially like Call of Duty, games like that, like more arcade games, you just got to be really quick. Uh, you got to bring your bring your sights up and, and shoot like immediately as soon as you see somebody, even if it's somebody on the other, on your team, you just got to shoot them. I've also, <laughs> I've had minor success. Uh, I just haven't, I haven't stuck with these games, but I've had minor success with trying to go the ranged route to start, like to help me to get to know the map. Because if I start to find, you know, good sniping positions, that type of thing, um, then I know where to watch out for those people as I try to transition to other classes. But, but again, for me, it's all about the little victories building up my confidence and I get that through kills and, um, sniping was the most effective way to do that. And also driving tanks because tanks are really fun to blow things up with. See, that was my favorite thing. Uh, battlefield two. I think that w- was that the original, uh, one for Xbox 360. Yeah. yeah that modern yeah. combat. Yeah. They had that. Yeah. I like the sniper because you could lay down in the grass and hide, but uh, yeah, it, it does let you know the map a lot faster. So anyway, yeah, yeah the the map is key. And then Cole, Cole hit both of the points that are most important, and like Battlefield, his first point about knowing the map that's where uh, you know that's where everything comes in because you can you can aim. You play enough games, you can aim at guys and speed. While somewhat important, especially like if you're you know, close quarters, but you know, less so at range. Um, just knowing where guys are going to be coming from, you know, if you see them first, you get a chance to kill them first. Uh, period. So, but but a game like Call of Duty is completely different. I would put Call of Duty in the category of Unreal Tournament or, or something like that because it's right. so fast paced. Yeah. When you see guys that are good at that game, they move so quick. Um, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I, it's deathmatch to me, but. You had just have to be, you know, yeah. The reflexes are are everything, and and you've got to you have to have total control over your guy too. It's like if you if you're like quick with just aiming, but you're not quick with your movements and your jumps and your crouches and all that stuff, you're gonna be you're gonna get killed. Because like you know another guy, if you're you can say like, well, I'm just really good at spinning around like a turret and shooting at guys. That's fine, but um, when a guy's like up in your face and jumping around you and shooting with a shotgun in the air or something like that's you know, it's not going to do you any good when you're, you know, immobile. Last, lastly, I would advise that you also play The Secret of Monkey Island because there is a section of that. <laughs> there is a section of that game where it trains you on the art of insulting people, and I think <laughs> if you can also deal with the mental warfare in these games, um, that's going to give you give you an edge because. If you can counter all of the slander and horrible racist and sexist slurs that are out there and, and turn them on their heads, I think you're going to blow people's minds, and I think that counts as a headshot. Hey, I'll take it. I will say one of the, the best nights I ever had playing Modern Warfare 2, and I might have mentioned this before, was when a guy was talking to this little kid and asking me, ever slam black tar heroin? And... Um, <laughs> The, the the dude who was asking the questions was so funny that I stayed on like for three hours later than I was normally gonna you know I was gonna go to bed and I stayed on for three hours just on his team just listening to this dude just make fun of dudes it was awesome yeah to be to be fair I think the my favorite response to any shit talking in well really any game but especially first person shooters or shooters is your bomb jokes 
Uh, <laughs> Stack because, up all your mom jokes. Yeah, because because the majority of people who talk a lot of like horrible shit on there, if you start talking about their mom, they start getting irate. Like they can't handle it. And <laughs> or they'll come back with your mom. It doesn't even have to make sense. It'd be like, yeah, that's what your mom said last night. No, just go. No, go don't, in. Don't like, talk about my mom. <laughs> Go in there with some old Jeff Foxworthy material and just randomly start shouting redneck jokes until <laughs> no one responds to you. Just pull nice. like st- just pull stand up acts out of nowhere. This should be a video. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Ethan? Uh well, unlike all of you who picked the people with the outrageous advice, I'm actually gonna go with Cole because it seems like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God damn it, I changed up my game. <laughs> would make the most sense. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's some inherent qualities that I may just not possess, but maybe I could try to start memorizing one or two maps and then, um, oh, who am I kidding? I'm not going to play any of these games for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the consensus at the end of all these. I don't, I don't really I don't like well, these games. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't like these games because I suck at them. Let's start a competitive Counter-Strike team. <laughs> well, let's pick yeah. an older game. Let's go. That'll end well. Golden Eye. Yeah. <laughs> Competitive. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it uh, for tonight. Um, real quick, though, some HorribleNight.com updates. Uh, next Friday, December 9th, again, um, will be our Horrible Night Out co op clash at NetHeads. And uh, if you haven't RSCP'd on Facebook, please please do so. Um, next week, we're going to be announcing all the games that are going to be part of the co op clash. But but again, kind of encourage you the tournament is definitely optional. There's plenty of other games to play at NetHeads and plenty of other people to play those games with. So we hope to see those in the Indianapolis area come out and play some video games with us. If you're waiting to hear the game list before you RCP, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Good advice. Even though hopefully our announcements are somewhat entertaining. I hope so anyway. Um, and then uh, other upcoming news. Our next live show for The Horrible Show uh, is two weeks away on uh, the second Tuesday of every month. So that makes it December 13th. And uh, there may be some Game of the Year discussion. We're still... Uh, um, planning out our topic there but we will be live on twitch tv and you can definitely expect a lot more twitch tv content uh coming to your way uh next year um once we kind of get through all of these games uh that just finished coming out so uh, that's going to do it for our main games discussion tonight but we we're going to take a little bit of a break here and come back for our off-topic discussion and some random video game conversation for our threesomes of the week uh for those of you Uh, that aren't joining us. We will see you next time. All right. I'm going to kick us off here because actually the games I really want to talk about are coming up later. So I'll get my stuff out of the way because they're kind of secondary um the game um the the other game i considered for our you're playing it wrong discussion was i start i started playing deus ex human revolution this past week on what p8 pc 360 360 i haven't gone complete pc i just bought saints row so i could play with josh um which we haven't done yet but anyway um of all the games to pick 
to not play on the PC. Deus Ex had a great PC port. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't that doesn't phase me. Like I, I, I would I would be playing with a controller either way. I don't. Oh. I, plus, I bought it a long time ago. You don't need the mouse to play Deus Ex. We don't need. Yeah, I mean, you can play with a Wiimote. You know, but that my point is, good. I can't play this game anyway. I suck at it. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, that okay. Does that explain your text? It's, yeah, because it's fucking hard. The game is fucking hard. Oh man, it it is. It's, I played it on normal, and it was brutal. I think I need to take take it down a difficulty notch. I'm play I'm playing on. Uh, I want a challenge or something like that. Is that? Did you drop it down from there? Uh, whatever hard is, I played on medium. Okay, I think I've got to take it down then. But what are, because what are you having problems with? I'm just going it's fucking oh. hard, Josh Lee. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like I right now, I'm still overwhelmed with. I don't know the limits of this game world. Like what I have to be conscious of and what I don't, as far as sneaking around. And it Everything. just the first mission took me forever, and I'm just like, and that's when I texted Gifford to be like, "How long is this game?" Because I'm either play. I if I'm playing this really really slow. I might not get through this game this year. So. It, actually, it actually speeds up the longer you take. I mean, I'm starting to get... I, I beat the first mission. I'm starting to get my groove a little bit. But but um, anyway, there's just... there's You can... You can it, it seems like the, the they try to encourage you to, to sneak around in most missions and not be detected. And I take that stuff really, really methodically. No, 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 no. The, the, lots of sneaking around. I mean, sneaking around is really important because, mm-hmm. you know, you die a lot otherwise. But... Um, the guy's a kind of a pussy. <laughs> no, he's a human. But, uh, you know, he's a normal person. Because, you know, if you got shot twice, you would be on the ground crying for your mom. Like I would. But <laughs> no, you're 50 or you had a great, shot nine times, <laughs> or if you had a great marketing department that said you've been shot nine times. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, my recommendation is if you want to do like all sneaky and do like zero percent kills for the entire game or whatever, yeah, play that that play that on the second game. Okay. I, no, I don't you like. I'm not trying to do it. It's like that's my. No, fucking kill people. Stab them in the head with your yeah. blades. Okay. I just... I, I'm playing a sneaky guy in that, and I haven't had any problems. I just. And like... I'm not very good at games. What's with you guys and sneaky guys? You guys are always sneaking. You ski, sneak in Skyrim. You sneak in Deuce. I don't sneak in fucking Deuce 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 X. Actually, Deuce on their council. Solid Snake. That's but why. I purchased Deuce a Skyrim. Deuce. Is uh, gonna be pushed back a couple months because I bought it for my cousin. Yeah, uh, Dane, I love you, buddy. Enjoy the game. You're getting it. <laughs> Good <on>. seeing you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm playing the game wrong. Josh is kind of my. I just it feels like it's taking forever. I really, I love it. I that's that's the other instant reaction is, man, it's. It's been a good damn while since we had a good cyberpunk story, and it's it's perfect as far as the games that I've been playing. It's just completely different. So jack up your hacking ability. Yeah, I'm doing that. And jack up. I shit you not. Jack up the electro shock resistance before you get to the second boss. Okay. Um, the other weird moment I had in the game where I started to question, like, I really don't know what this game is watching as far as what I'm doing was after the first mission, you're kind of walking or you're 
going around your your office building where the kind of hub is, I guess. And uh, I broke break into everybody's office. Break breaking into people's offices, and I went into the women's rest restroom, and then the security guy called me out for it later. Like, because <laughs> I dude, it's I, not perverted. He went to the women's restroom. No, I literally went in there to see if someone would yell at me, and nothing happened. And then I go to talk to my the the dick tech security guy, and he's like. I know a lot. You've been through a lot of shit, but I but I also know you haven't turned into a woman, so stay out of the women's restroom. <laughs> I never had that happen. Yeah, so I I'm little I'm still really cautious with that game. Yeah, break into everybody's <laughs> office. It's totally worth it. But I'm glad I went back to play it. That almost fell off my list, and I think it's going to come up in our conversations here in the next couple of weeks. I, um, I think it's one of those games you can't really play with a conscience. Yeah. You know, to that, like, it's, like if you you're the head of security, play it like J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> yeah. They, or Dick yeah. Cheney, whatever. So then you would be a woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a good call. I, I did finish, and I'm so glad I finished this game. Uh, Saints Row the third this weekend. You beat it already? God damn. Well, well, I got to a point where I'm I'm beating it so I can review it. I'm not done with the game by any okay. means. But uh, like, but, but, uh, you got that on PC, right? Yeah, I did get that. I and. I, I've been thinking a lot about like as fast as I'm trying to go through these games, getting done for reviews. I want to play them the right way, but also I was kind of like about halfway through Saints Row, I was like, oh, I, I think I pretty much know my opinion on this game, but you know, that's not, you know, it's not a stance I ever want to take with this site that we review it before we finish the game. So I, I stuck through it, but holy shit, the last third of that game is why everyone is talking about that game. So I. I, really? I, I tried to convince Cole to buy it the other the other day, and it is incredible because it just goes off the fucking rails, and it is I uh, like I love the fucking story in that game. I That's wish not the main you reason to, said that, Lacey. It's not the main. It shouldn't be the main draw to those games, but they did an excellent job with the main storyline, and it is. Oh, that should be the fucking main draw of the storyline. That, that's not why I bought the I bought the game for open world asshole simulator. You know, and I'm just saying, like the main draw to any game. That is not a sports game should be the main storyline, but it, it's good. It is it is so good. I'm I'm glad I got I like I originally was trying to do all the side stuff and like hundred percent all the neighborhoods and take control of every island and that kind of thing, but I did that for one one portion of the map and then I moved on and just focused on the main story and that is the way to go. Like blow through that story because it's fucking awesome, but it also opens up all the fun the fun shit to go mess around in the world and do everything else. So. Uh, review forthcoming on that, but holy shit, was I had a lot of fun with that that last third of the game. So that that, that was one of the best. I finally played like an hour of it. Uh, that was one of the best intros. Yeah. <laughs> to any game, like the opening mission sequence, yes. whatever. Yes. Well, that was very. I mean, it got me in. I didn't give a shit about the story stuff. I thought like you know I'm just gonna play this purely you know just to dick off and. Man, that re- that that was fun. Like the <laughs> opening of that was really fun. You guys sure like to dick off a lot and sneak around. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Why do I hang out with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> um. Lastly, real quick, uh, TV wise, I jump back into the uh, Justified series. I've been blowing through Sons of Anarchy and other shows, and kind of got all caught up. So we're looking for a new show, and I think Justified is going to be it. So Now, do you see why I thought J.C. Denton yes. was... Vo- okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, it definitely the voice acting in Deus Ex 
the main guy sounds a lot like the main guy from Justified. So yeah, to, to put it yeah to, to put it in context, I texted Lacey and was like, "Oh, and it's Timothy Oliphant." And he's like, uh, "I knew no, it. No, I knew no, it no, wasn't." But now no, it's not. Now I picture him as I'm playing through that game. So <laughs> ooh, <laughs> usually I'm picturing Ethan. Ooh, <laughs> let's go to year three, Sims Ethan. Oh, me. Okay. Um, so this past week, I don't know if anybody noticed the Steam sales that were going on, but they got pretty steamy, and I got oh. Orcs Must Die for like three seventy five, which was I almost, awesome. I almost jumped on that. Um, you should have, because this game is unbelievable. <laughs> I it pulled my attention away from Skyrim. I, I I I'm at a point in Skyrim that I'm having a really good time with it. I just cannot find the time to sit down and really plow through the storyline like I want to. Um, this game was a welcome, welcome change of pace. Um, I love tower defense, but I almost like setting traps better now. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's just such an easy game to get into. Um, to figure out, but to master the game, there's just the, this whole complex scoring system. Um, and it's got, you know, my head is in this mentality that I have to get five skulls on every, uh, every level, which is, you know, yeah. the most complete you can get. Um, but then after that, I'm just really excited to beat everything and get to the nightmare mode, which is where you set the global scores on this game, because I actually think this is my game to really get unbelievable ad i I, so, I i i've got it down like i'm 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 setting traps like a, a damn hunter like a damn hunter sets bear traps i'm i'm killing orcs like a motherfucker okay um picture this yeah <laughs> can you wrap your head around that um I, yeah i if i could get a job in real life that involved me setting elaborate traps to protect people from bad guys I'd take it a second. I think I'd be damn good at it, but this game is... I, I can't speak higher, uh, highly enough about this game. I, this Best game $3 you've me. ever spent. So, Ethan, uh, this is... I don't... When I'm playing games where it gives you an option to have, like, trap, you know, magic or whatever, yeah. I never pick that character because I'm like, oh, that's stupid. But occasionally, like, when I have a chance to set a trap, I'm like, I'm giggling gleefully to myself. Oh, like, it's... It's fun. I mean, so, I mean, so like it's so it makes you. I, I don't know if you do the same thing, but it makes you be like, oh man, maybe. Does I it make you giggle? Bills. Does it make you go back to the games where you didn't pick the character that could self trap oh. and be like, oh, oh yeah, shit. because I mean, it, I mean, you have a choice to be just a direct like fighting character. You almost have that choice. You can't. <laughs> I might have there's, made that up. There's a lot of enemies coming at you. <laughs> you could put more more effort into your you know direct combat capabilities, but just to set things up in front of you and just see the bad guys just stumble into the most gruesome deaths. They, <laughs> I, it, it, it's, it's this is probably one of the most satisfying games out right now that I have played. Literally, just seen game of a the year. Well, well, I. There has to be some trap category, trap game category that we could fit this game into. Because in terms of being satisfying, you know, Skyrim is satisfying in, in a different way, you know. Um, Most viscerally uh, satisfying. I mean, yeah. It just, There's not very uh, many sites talking about orcs must die in Skyrim in the same breath, but I, I oh. like this. Oh, no. How, I, how I, is, I, is it in uh, the same category as Night Trap? I mean, and actually Dungeon Defenders has kind of a bit of this, but one of the characters in that game, you can set traps and that kind of stuff. But again, it's just instead of just having towers, you, you set traps and all the orcs come walking towards you and they're stupid, 
Um, so they don't always avoid the traps. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I am racist against orcs. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with their lifestyle. But great game. Pick this game. (laughs) (laughs) Even like the color of their skin. Is it? (laughs) Is it just single player? It's unhealthy green power. It it is. It is. And the thing is, is I I think it'd be cool to be multiplayer. I don't know how it could be multiplayer. Well, like, because I was confused. This came out really close together on Xbox Live Arcade with dungeon defenders and i was like why are they releasing these games so close but then i started seeing like that it was only single player and also the dude kind of looks like ash from evil dead that's what he reminds me he actually is all right i'm downloading that tonight (laughs) (laughs) he's one of my favorite characters yeah he's 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 a very subtle um think about a very egotistical even more egotistical than ash but stupid I mean, he, you're a really dumb character, though. You're a mage, and you're tasked with defending the world against orcs. You're really kind of stupid, and it's hilarious, and like it's a great Ritz. character. What huh? kind of game is this? What genre? Uh, trap genre. Trap. Anybody? Uh-huh. Nothing? No. What? What? Uh, What'd you say? Jo- Face Josh Lee, think, think tower defense minus the towers plus traps. Yeah, that makes any sense. But like, very, survive, it feels like just like a Robotron esque kind of like run around and survive waves of shit. You're just protecting your your crystal from bad guy. I mean, it's it's very coming after you. And they're coming after the crystal. Yeah, okay. but they can kill you. But it, you just got to play the game. It's worth it. And and for people that have dungeon defenders and may say, "Oh, I have dungeon defenders. I don't need this game." I disagree with you. Uh, get both those games. I will punch you in the face. I will punch you right in the nuts. Hey, Ethan. Um, Next game. You haven't, Next. yeah, you haven't talked about zombies in a while. Oh well, I'm going to now. Um, so I went to Pittsburgh this past weekend, and um, I re- I'm really bad on long trips. I'm not good at sitting still for a long amount of time, um, unless I'm 100% focused on something. And I thought, oh, I've got an iPad now. Let's get some mobile gaming in. I heard that was pretty cool. Um, so I downloaded a <laughs> few games. I uh, got Age of Zombies, which is. Uh, you know, features another character that is probably one of my new favorites in um, Barry Steak Fries. Um, and it's a great game. Name. Twin stick shooter. Um, simple, but it, it was fun. It, it entertained me. Um, I recommend that to anybody out there who, you know, is looking for something to kill time. Um, it was pretty cheap, too. I don't, I don't think it was anything more than... I think it was 99 cents because of Black Friday. Um, How so, do you feel about a twin stick shooter that has no, has no sticks? I actually love the control scheme. Oh. I think it worked really, really well. That, that was one of the, the issues that I had with um, iPad gaming, but mobile gaming in general is ha- how it's going to control. But this does a good job. It's not perfect, but um, it surprised me. And um, obviously, you don't have to have really great control um, for a game like this, but um, it worked out. And I, actually, I really enjoyed this game. I actually played a little bit when I got home today, and uh, I think I might actually complete this game. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I know. A lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. My, my two games uh, that I've talked about this evening, I actually might beat. So that's never happens. Congratulations. It's big. It's it big is a big deal. Big deal. Uh, my last threesome uh, is Captain America. Holy shit, am I excited for the Avengers movie. I think, uh, Lacey, you posted yeah. something about that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, people said the, the movie was campy. People said it was it was, you know, too patriotic. I don't I don't know how you can be too patriotic. Number one. And number two, they this is probably one of the few superhero movies that got the superhero feel yes. down without it being campy. I mean, mm-hmm. they did a great job. I, the, you know, 
Steve Rogers, the character before he became Captain America, is such a great, lovable character. I mean, he really is. Like, you really pull for this guy. And then after he goes through the whole Captain America mutation and just the setup for that was just, I loved it, you know. And, and the action scenes were done a little bit more montagey up until the end, but I think it fit really well because, again, it felt like I was reading a comic book. Yeah. Um, but not like the first Hulk movie where they actually incorporated comic book looking effects no. to it. This was don't even really we don't talk about well. that movie. Oh no, I, I apologize, Josh. <laughs> no, I um, think it's been really fun to watch the evolution of all these comic book movies and like I don't you know, I think the Batmans and I don't know, the original Spider Man were like where they tried to make every well, okay, Green Lantern tried to be be that this year, where they tried to make every comic book movie be this big epic experience, and I think they've kind of taken a little bit of a step back as far as trying to be the end all be all movie of the summer. But like they are just they're they're good entertaining movies, and they do feel more like the comics. And I, there's something much more relatable about Captain America and Thor. Uh, this year than past comic book movies. It, and, it pains me to say this as a DC boy, but Marvel is doing a better job, or at least excluding Chris Nolan, <laughs> Marvel is doing a better job with their comic book movies. Well, and, and to me, the Batman movie, they did a really good job of, of kind of taking a lot of the comic book out of the Batman movie and kind of giving it a little bit more of a realistic edge. But okay, Bat- not Bat- you know yeah, what I mean. Mar- Tra- Batman, you're right. No, translate well. A kind of realistic performance to that movie and you know yeah. for, for going from like Mr. Mom to you know to Batman I thought he, he just did a really good <laughs> really brought like, I thought, like just stop you, you stop trolling flag <laughs> flags on display but, but, but again and, and I really love Batman actually I think that you know those two movies I'm really excited for the third one are great movies but this was good too because Batman's relatively heavy as well. I mean, there's yeah. there's a little bit more depth to that. Whereas with Captain America, Captain America, skinny guy, got ripped, whooped some Nazi ass or okay. Hydra ass, and I, yeah, like at the end of it, I was like, fuck yeah! Like I wanted to volunteer yeah. to be yeah. a super soldier. <laughs> I, I, and that's a success. I have yeah. never liked Captain America. I just always thought it was a cheesy character, and I never bought into it. But I was yeah, I was rooting for the guy, and I can't I can't believe that coming from where I came from previous to watching the movie or oh, especially agree. previous to like the movie getting announced like, Oh yeah. And um, I guess what kind of hit me was Captain America, Thor, these Marvel movies are just trying to be comic book movies. And yeah. you know, Batman isn't trying to be a comic book movie. It's trying to appeal to a much broader audience and not every comic book movie should try to do that. And I'm, I'm glad Marvel has kind of, has kind of realized that. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for the Avengers. And, it's, and, their, and their movies have been, become better because of that. Yeah, yeah. They, they've they've done a good job with it. And I just all I have to say is look at the IMDb cast list for the Avengers, and <laughs> there's Damn. some excitement there. There's some even even the change in Hulk cast. Um, Edward Norton's not going to be in it, but Mark Ruffalo is. I'm a Ruffalo fan myself. So, um, <laughs> he I'm does look like Mark Ruffalo. Who does? You do. Kind that of. is a nice. That is the nicest thing anyone has ever said. <laughs> Cold day has been made. Let's go to your threesomes. Is it safe to talk about some Nintendo? I don't know. No! Jumped out the throat in the beginning. Shit, shit handheld. Comes off. I can mute them. All right, do that. Oh no! no. I like uh, talking. Nice. I like talking <laughs> to Nintendo. Yeah. So um, 
along with my the Super Mario 3D Land, I also bought Ocarina of Time 3D, um, and it translated really well to the handheld. Um, they updated the graphics a little bit, and uh, it looks really, really good. Um, that being said, I don't remember anything about this game, um, <laughs> which, is, which is good. It's like playing the game you know, for the first time. Um, I was... <laughs> I tweeted that I was stuck really early on in the game uh, last uh, two weeks ago now, and um, Justin <laughs> replied with a really dickish comment. I thought that I needed a sword, <laughs> sword, sword, and a shield to get to the the, the Deku. Was it Deku uh, tree? Deku tree. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't stuck there. But I was. I, I well, I was going to say you need to crawl underneath the space to go get the sword, but. Uh... <laughs> That was that was. I, didn't, I, I wasn't stuck there, but I wasn't stuck that much further um, past. I I didn't remember how to get into the castle. Um, that I had to sneak past the guards. Oh, I I I got stuck there on the master quest edition. Yeah. Um. So you know, I'm I'm past that now and um, heading my way. I haven't really played a whole lot of it because I've been concentrating on Mario, but um, heading my way up Death Mountain. And uh, can can we expect a Mario review at some point in the future? Yeah, I'm planning on doing it this week. Nice. So cool. It's Spoiler. A, it's, yeah, it's a uh, Mario is a good game, and Ocarina of Time is, is a oh, good game as well. No, no reason to write the review. No, <laughs> or no. just put that down. We'll do a four-word review or whatever. Um, and then um, I've been watching Lie to Me again. Um, Netflix added the last season. Sad. Finally, and it's sad because it's a really good show. Like, I just wish there were more episodes. We we're probably like halfway through the last season, and it's just it's like one of those things where I don't want to finish because I want them to always, I want episodes to always be there, you know. But I recommend it, and we've recommended it a couple of times. Can I can I tangent real quick off that then? Sure. Um, how do you guys feel about what's his name? Shit, the Doctor. Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Thank you. Playing the penguin in a, a Batman movie. Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was listening, oh, I to, that. I was listening really? to that on the podcast today and I was like, man, that is a really good idea. Oh, I already said it on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah, you said it in, uh, I forget, it was like two a, weeks ago. Two weeks, two weeks yeah. ago, yeah. I was so excited about the penguin character from Arkham City. That was, he kind of looks uh, like Burgess Meredith. Yeah, he does. Except yeah. Burgess Meredith is dead. <laughs> Come on, Rock. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, and you know Noah North voiced Penguin in that game is so crazy. Yeah, so crazy. So anyway, then I let my inner child out and went to see the Muppets on Sunday, Saturday, Sun Saturday. Woohoo! Yeah. Man, that movie is awesome. <laughs> if you have any love for the Muppets, you need to go see this. Um, it, it is it is really really good for you know that kind of movie. Um, if you're a cynical asshole, like cer- certain people probably at this podcast, um, you probably <laughs> probably won't like it, but it is it is really well done. Jason Siegel is uh, the perfect choice for that movie um, to, to write it and star in it, and there's, there's some great cameos in it, um, so you guys need to check it out. Are there um, any songs about rainbows? Yes, there's one. Cool. <laughs> is it a double rainbow? No, all the way. The best song though is a Muppet Man song. It's really good, and and there's a free, there's a really funny cameo. Horrible Night Out, the Muppet movie. Steve. Yes, yes. Gift tour. Three. Okay, cents. the 
my the first part of my threesome is actually a separate twosome because I got a new uh, tablet this week and uh, also drove to Akron and back, which was 10 hours driving over like three and a half days. Um, so I got uh, <clears throat> a game called Sentinel 3 and a game called Great Little War Game. Uh, one is a tower defense and one is a turn-based strategy. Uh, which is actually what brought up my whole topic earlier. A uh, great little war game um, is a kind of standard hex hexagon-based turn-based strategy um, in that it's a, a fairly direct translation from a tabletop game. I don't know if it was ever a tabletop game, but um, it's fun. I'm still working my way through it. It's early on. I don't have a lot to say about it other than I'm enjoying it and I'm getting stuck on uh, trying to get like the highest points on a level and it's frustrating. Um, Sentinel 3 is a really, really, really good tower defense game. Um, and it, it, there's a mech. Um, <laughs> so, and you can move your mech around between these, between um, barricades. You have jump jets. You can move between them, and it's like an extra turret, except he also has, like, melee powers. Um, I really, really like it. And I think if there's any category of games, whether it's a big for, like, tablet or whether it's for handheld, because I've got some experience playing other uh, tower defense games, tower defense translates really well to touchscreen yeah. games. Yep. Um, I agree to that. So, anyway... Uh, both of those, Great Little War Game and Sentinel 3, are solid. I recommend them. Cool. And they're a lot of fun. Excellent. Uh, I also read in about two days a book called Selection Event, um, which is premise of the story is this guy goes to a one-year isolation study. Um, which is uh, topical because some guys just did a one-year isolation study to figure out what it would, or 18-month isolation study to figure out what it would be like to travel to Mars. But so he does this one-year isolation study, you know, in like underground, and then he comes up and it turns out that there's been an influenza epidemic that has killed off, I don't know, 98% of the human population. So it's like, oh, oh, okay. Um, and after that, you know, you can go a lot of ways with um, post-apocalyptic books. But this spends a lot of time talking about not so much reconstruction in the big way, but like, you know, running into people who are just unbalanced. And the fact that selection has nothing to do with mental fitness. Um, and you know, figuring out the social dynamics and whether or not the old ways are, are going to apply. And there are also a lot of chapters where um, his dog uh, has like an entire chapter and it's written kind of first person from the dog, uh, which is cool. Like the dog finds a, a kitten uh, whose, you know, mother has been killed and the, the dog decides, well, this is a this is my pet. And carries the kitten home, like in his jaws. Um, it's a good book. I enjoyed it a lot, and I recommend it. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I actually bought Supernatural Season 4, which meant I had to watch 2 and 3 before I got into it. 
and now I've gotten into it, and man, that series is fucking good. Is it still? It's still going, right? Yeah, it's on season seven, six, I think. Seven? seven, seven. I think so. Yeah. Is it on the C dub? Yeah. Is it on the C dub? Yeah. It's on the C dub, the same the same that... channel that had uh, Angel and Buffy on it. So, does it have that kind of feel to it? No. Okay. It's no, like much... I, I've, I've, as judgmental as I am, I've been literally put off by the show because it's on the CW. Like I kind of like, yeah. you know, kind of leer at it. Like I don't it's know if you're, but I think you are. It transcends the CW. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's darker. There's, I mean, they're hunters. They go out and kill monsters. Um, but there's also overarching or overarching themes. And how does that compare to Grimm for you? Is it? It's uh, it's similar, except the dynamic between the brothers is way better. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, that's it's uncomparable. I thought. Yeah, okay. Jared, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles are awesome playing brothers. Like, yeah. there, there's one part where one of them has like forgotten. He's forgotten what oh what's going on. They're sitting in the car and they're arguing, and then it's like fine. And he's like, and Jensen Ackles is like, bitch. And his other brother goes, looks at him and goes, what? And he's like, you're, you're supposed to say dick. You know, like, <laughs> oh. that, like dude <laughs> repartee. Like, I call you bitch, you say dick. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, a great, it's a great movie. There's a lot of uh, sort of inside jokes and movie jokes. So it would go over well with everybody here. Like, you watch a lot of movies. Um, and they always name their characters or their their alibis are always named after like uh, classic rockers. So they'll be like, uh, "Yeah, my name's James Hagar. Uh, my name's Bobby Lee Roth." That kind of thing. <laughs> so it's solid. Cool. Josh Lee, you're gonna take us home. I will take us home with some games. That's all games talk. I played some of the Old Republic this weekend, uh, that final beta event. Um, I decided I should probably try it out just so I can... Me too. Yeah, it will, I just really wanted to... I, I get caught up on the hype train too much, so I really just wanted to play it so I could say, Prove yourself all right, right. This, is, this is wow with Star Wars veneer. I don't need this. Um, and I kind of walked away with that, but um, I also... Kinda, there was there was just mm-hmm. enough there. There was just mm-hmm. enough there. I yeah, I really liked Knights mm-hmm. of the Old Republic one and two. I like those. Yes. And I thought you know the idea of playing more of that sounds appealing. Um, the idea of playing an MMO with MMO style quests. Um, and a whole bunch of other Light players. Sabers. Not very yeah, not so much. But the story aspects of it, the cutscenes, the fully voiced, you know, dialogue stuff, it is there's enough of it there to kind of push me from there, quest there, to quest. It buried in there, buried in the, this game. The scariest part is there's a single player BioWare experience. There's yes. a single player BioWare story in the Old Republic universe in there. There's like several of them. That is exactly what I pulled away from it, too. Oh. Exactly that thought. I thought, I was like, and it was somewhere in the middle of, and I'm doing the Jedi Knight. So, which is voiced by David Hayter. <laughs> which I didn't get until I'm like, fuck, that guy sounds like Snake. And I looked it up, you know, like, oh my god, it is. And I kept playing, and then that's all I could hear, which was awesome. 
But I'm playing that, and, and at some point in there, I'm like at this Jedi temple, and I'm talking to some dudes and stuff, and and I was like, oh god, I, I really was, I was really feeling the Bioware thing, yeah. like the you know, like Dragon Age and and you know, Mass Effect. And, oh god, you know, why are you telling me this? But and, and it's you got you have to cut through though. And there's a lot the of... MMO trappings to get to it, and like I don't know if I want to invest the time in order to get to those things. And, and you know what? The first time, you know, I, I, I saw my character didn't have a lightsaber when I, the whole time I was playing, I had like a vibro sword or something like that. If yeah. they had put a lightsaber in my hand, I may have already pre-ordered this game, but they didn't. They well, fucked let's, up. Let's stop. Well, we're going to, we need to stop talking about it because I need friends to play this game with to do it. So I don't even want to go down that path, but I I played the on the Empire side and played a bounty hunter and um, it just it very much is a, a choice a, a conscious choice of mine of could I play this game absolutely and I would get just as invested in it as I did in WoW just because it it I could see that yeah it is it is WoW and but it it does look significantly better even though the same stylized graphics I, I really felt I kind of came away with it man this would have been a fucking home run three years ago. Like it, it, yeah. it could have if it could have built off some more momentum. I think it's way too similar to WoW that it's that the the crowd that likes MMOs is gonna love this game, but whether they invest the time on it, I don't know. It's just it's just not gonna be a game changer. But but there is it just feels like a waste of great Bioware stuff because man, just getting your your quest, the dialogue, like I got all in all into that stuff. The even though like the fetch quests themselves are kind of dumb, like the story elements were that would be the hook for me. And uh, right, but I was also surprised that the like the tutorializing um, and getting to know the world and where everything is it was done pretty poorly, at least in, in my opinion. Like I, you know, I was pretty lost the first time I played WoW, and I don't, I don't think this is very welcoming to new MMO players as far as you kind of have to dig for figuring out what's going on in the world and um like i i walked out in the first main area where you could where you there's basically gangsters attacking this um you're you're working for one of the huts for as a bounty hunter and Hmm. they're just out attacking people and i didn't realize that they were bad guys like i was just kind of walking walking through and had no idea that i could click on some of these people and attack them it was just (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was in a town so it was just very some of that stuff was a little bit disjointed but it was just like, man, this is just Bioware could have been using their time in this universe in so many better ways, but uh, just let's not talk about it so we don't go down this rabbit hole because shit, I did this last year. Yeah, <laughs> if, if this will happen, if there's if enough people that I know start buying this game, I will start feeling the pressure, and I really thought I wouldn't. Let's but make the, let's make this show a safe haven for yeah. Okay, so don't get the old public sucks. Don't get it. Bobby um, Kodak was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Join the dark side. Okay. Um, so next up, um, Kylie and I had some game time this weekend. We we decided we were gonna take one evening and play some video games. Night in. I like your style. And uh, or this was uh, this was Monday. Um, because the office was open, where the pa- when we get packages delivered here, um, I've got a townhouse, but it's all like apartments and stuff. And the UPS guy comes at you know the stupidest times, 
And the packages always just get delivered to our apartment office. So we go in there during their open hours, pick the stuff up. It's great because you can always get the stuff the same day it's delivered. However, we uh, walking we watched the the Walking Dead from last two weeks and missed the office closing, and could not get our copy of Rayman Origins. Aww. So instead, I was like, well, okay, well you know what we got? Let me since we had the Wii hooked up from you know babysitting and stuff, and I was like, let's let's bust out a couple games we actually haven't played yet. So uh, we started out with a little Mario Galaxy two. Um, I just that was basically Kylie playing. I mean, I didn't do the I didn't even do the second player do the point the star Lee. thing. And yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I like that but, mental image of Josh Lee like getting enough out of just moving the star stuff around. Yeah, no, I did. not I was like, you know, just whatever. You, you, I wanted her to play something, you know, just have some fun. I was um, doing some, you know. Cyber Monday shopping, anyways. So, um, she was playing. Yeah, I was cybering while she was playing <laughs> games. But man, I was getting some real. Since we had just played Mario sixty four at the um, charity event, I was getting some serious nostalgia vibes out of this thing. You know, because I hadn't played a through seen a three D Mario game in a while. Other than that, and it's like how, how far has it come? You know, and they just how it's just like the solid gameplay that's. They haven't deviated that much. They just refine over and over and over again. And it's like, man, what's the same setup as the first game, pretty much, and uh, as Galaxy One. But this one, just um, like if you, man, if you want to play a Mario platformer, just get this one. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it seemed real solid. I mean, obviously we're, we're kind of late to the game on this one, but I'm sure there's people. No, that, I keep meaning to play that game, but yeah. Um, Yoshi, you know, is in there right towards the beginning, so he's adds a lot to it. But um, so so there was that, and then uh, we decided to switch it up so we could both play something, and we popped in Kirby's uh, Return to Dreamland. And I was jealous when I saw this. Man, you know what, man? That is a good fucking game, like really good. Damn it! Uh, damn it! They goddamn. They they took all the best things from Kirby and Mario Wii and Donkey Kong Country Returns. They all that kind of stuff and just mash it up into an awesome co-op game. You can play four players. Um, obviously, we were playing two, but uh, you know, like somebody plays Kirby, then you can also play as um, King Diddy, um, Meta Knight, Diddy. and the who's it? Weedledee? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the he's like a little monkey with a spear or something. He's um, and they all play completely differently, completely differently, and that was really cool because she was playing as Kirby, eating stuff and turning into things, and I was playing, you know, the other ones, mostly Meta Knight, flying around, swinging the sword and all that. But um, the co-op stuff is there; it's really good. It's not, it's not too hard, but it's just challenging enough at times, you know. And it's got that collectible aspect of each level where you got to get the three or four whatever coins, and um, it's got just tons of really good level design. I mean, easy, yeah, easy enough so okay, far. At least okay. we're like in the third world. It's easy enough that uh, that we were never really getting frustrated. We only died a few times, and uh, but you have like a health meter, you know. And there were several times we get kind of low. And there's so many just tiny little things about that game that they do just right. Like every like little thing, I just kept constantly noticing stuff. Like like when you pick up a health um, item. And, you know, like, it's like, oh, a cheeseburger, you, you know, you eat it, you get some health. But, you know, how do you, what do you do? You know, there's only one cheeseburger, so how do you decide who gets it? Well, whoever eats the cheeseburger just goes up to the other character, and they, like, hug or kiss or something. And they, they just instantly, and 
transfer whatever extra health you got, the other person gets it too. Huh. So one person eats a cheeseburger, you just go touch the other person, they get the health. It was like a, such a simple mechanic, but I've never seen anyone do that. But not uh, really so... My house. <laughs> I was just about to say, my mouth. an interesting uh, game mechanic that isn't socially acceptable. Yes, <laughs> not. Yeah, you chew that up for me, would you? And then just spit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Let's play baby birds. Oh, God. <laughs> But, yeah, no, just, like, little things like that. There's just one example, a bunch of stuff they do right. I think I need to play this one, too. Damn drop in, drop out on the co-op, too. And at any time, you just hit a button, pick your guy, you jump in, you take one of the lives from the pool, and you want to drop out, you hold down the minus button, and boop, you pop right back out, the boop. life goes back into the counter. So, um, just everything about it, I see cool. no flaws. Damn it. Cool. I'll, have to, I'll play this just for a, a comparison with Rayman. So yeah, maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll do a combo article for both cool. those games. Cool. Uh, that's gonna do it for tonight, fellas. Thanks for joining me. Good to have the crew back, and uh, we'll be back next week for a news episode, and then follow that up with a special live edition of the Horrible Show where we talk a little bit about the games of the year. So stay tuned for that, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Good night.